You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by HuntStand. HuntStand is the number one hunting app in the country, and at only $29.99, HuntStand offers a ton of functionality for hunters all over the country. Whether you own your own property or strictly hunt public, you can choose from over a dozen base maps, view property ownership information, 3D mapping, local weather, log your sightings and harvest, as well as use their trail cam management software, and print maps from your hunt areas. Download it today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hunt Stand. Upgrade your arsenal. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Tonight, with your hosts, dude, if we you're got gonna, a lot of people. If you're going to do this we got job, a lot of people, there's, there's a no lot more of... hosts. It's the same hosts. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm calling them co-hosts. <laughs> Russell's already gotten up. He's out. Right? Russell's <laughs> out. Tonight's going to be kind of a shit show, actually. Yeah. So, but tonight, we're talking coyotes. Coyote yeah. setups, coyote tournaments, coyote stuff. All of it. We got, As you've uh, seen on our Facebook, we kind of started compiling the list of tournaments and stuff and, you know, just kind of getting excited for uh, for Coyotes season. I mean, it's all year long in Missouri, but uh, I guess it's what everybody normally considers Coyote season this fall, winter, whatever you call it. Yeah. We got three guests. So, Micah didn't do his job, but hey, I'll let it slide. Nate, Andy, and Micah are all here. And then we got three guests. We got two returning buddies. Austin Allenball. What's up, guys? And Russell Orion are Hello. both here. And then we got a new guest, uh, Brandon Calder. Nice to meet you. Glad to be here. Didn't you say you're kind of a big deal? Is that what you said? Oh, I no. Remember. No, yeah. no. Nobody's heard <laughs> something about, like, Googling. Better Google me, bro, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, really, in this room, he is the, the deal. So. Oh, boy. Uh, he probably has a little more experience in the coyotes than the rest of us here. So, I mean, he's, he's a big deal to us. What here. you're saying is you wake up in the morning and you piss excellence. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so, before we go too far, Brandon, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from. And uh, uh, we'll just kind of go from there. All right. I'm Brandon Calder. I uh, grew up in Calder County, Missouri, and that's just about it. I and kill you dogs. Kill, and you kill coyotes. And I kill, kill coyotes. coyotes. I live for it. Actually, love it. I got to learn to stop saying dogs because yeah, coyotes. people kill, think yeah. that I mean dogs. <laughs> yeah. No. And uh, I'm meaning coyotes. All right. Let's do some housekeeping before we have some real fun. Got a shout out to give. Yes. Yeah. So last week, uh, this lady messaged me. Her name is Gretchen Barnes. Gretchen, hello. And um, she was buying her uh, husband some Christmas presents. Probably shouldn't have said that. So you just ruined it. Is this going to no, release gonna before Christmas? Too late now. After. Yes, it is. No. Oh, Ripped the Band-Aid off. Too late. Anyways. And, Sorry. Uh, long story short, she bought something, and I got to looking at her profile for some reason, and I saw a picture of her husband. And I just asked her, hey, did your husband happen to serve? And so I wanted to give a shout-out to her husband, Dan Barnes. Dan served in the uh, military. And he lost both of his legs in Iraq for us. So let's all give Dan a uh, huge shout-out and appreciate what he did for us. Yeah, Absolutely. tip of the hat to you, yes, sir. Yes, thank, thank you, Dan. Dan. Sacrificed quite a bit for us to be sitting around here talking about hunting coyotes. And yep. she said he was a big fan of the show. So we yeah, so he listens quite a bit. So we found our fan. We did. <laughs> we found the one. We found the dude. So, Dan... Thanks for listening, buddy. We really appreciate you. Yeah, hopefully your wife don't get mad that we totally spoiled your Christmas, but that's all right. She don't have to give you the presents yet. Um, 
So there's that. And then you. What, I can't like see your yesterday, finger. It's a podcast. Yesterday you uh, did a little list of all the different. Well, you sent me the list. I mean, it was a team effort there, of course. But uh, we threw Except out a list guess. on Facebook and Instagram of all the local Missouri tournaments that we are aware of. Yeah, the people. Uh, there's definitely probably more, but these are the ones oh, that yeah, for sure. people yeah. sent us and that we know of. And we're going to keep trying to update them as we see more. I just did one another update today, actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there was one. There's one on the 29th of January out of Otterville that okay. was not on the list that I put on there. Um, this today's Friday, so I put on there Friday. Nice. So uh, check out our social media if you so choose, because we do have that that list out there if you want. But yep. We basically tried to put together a list of all the the Missouri coyote tournaments that we know of, so it's maybe easier for people to find them. And um, so, not only are they on our uh, social media, we're gonna, I'm gonna announce them in chronological order. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, and we'll just kind of talk about how you can get a hold of them. So when I say the date, I'm probably gonna just announce the date of the hunt. So if you hear me say January 8th, I would assume you are smart enough to know that January 7th, you're going to probably have to go sign in and get your rules get your rules and all that. So January 8th is the Natural Born Killers 8th Annual Coyote Tournament. It's in uh, Concordia, Missouri. And if you're interested in that one, Emma. there's a... It's in Emma. The address was a Concordia. So they put a, a Concordia address on the deal now. Yeah. So changed it. 1035 Northeast 551 Road, Concordia. Well, I'm sorry. It used so to I be at the K-Bar. They My always bad. did at the K-Bar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Sorry. the last time. So if you're not sure, they got a Facebook group. So yep. Facebook group, Natural Born Killers 8th Annual Coyote Tournament. Yep. And get some more information about it. We've done that tournament for several years. Yeah. Know the guys that uh, – Andy knows the guys pretty well that um, – Run natural born killers. I think well, Calder does too. So me and Calder actually met playing softball, and Corey McGinnis that raise, uh, runs that one played some softball with us. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah, nice guy. So there's the first one. Also on January eighth, the third annual Midwest Coyote Calling Contest hosted by Explicit Outdoors. That is in at the North Park Activity Center in Harrisonville, Missouri. Uh, the contact I got for that because I got a flyer on that one. If you need more information, call Jesse at 816-738-6401 or Harley, cool name by the way, 816-507-9313. I'm guessing you can probably just like say the date and the name of the hunt and they can they can jet out and find the contact Don't info. You tell on me our, how to do my Facebook. announcements. <laughs> I just it's taking a while. I mean, we're on two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a lot to go. We we ain't got like a time that we got hit. Dude, I don't have I'm 12. Gonna go, I only I'm going to go freaking slower. <laughs> January yeah, we, 15th. are we hunting in the morning? We've got we to be done by like 6. <laughs> January 15th, Predator Tournament. It's, it's just a Facebook event I found in Curryville, Missouri. Okay. So, so okay, Curryville, is that the uh, – let me see that list. Is that in – Michael Butler Yeah. Is what I got next to it. So, just literally you got to search Predator Tournament on Facebook. I want to I want to point out that Calder is perking up already. He's like, "Hey, can I get on that list? I'm just trying to find the list. <laughs> I pinned it to the There's top a couple of that I know I'm going to go to, so. Looks, so January 15th. Corey's on it. <laughs> January 15th also, a critter getter. Um the only thing I got on that one is is it's in Salisbury, Salisbury, Salisbury. Um and Salisbury. if you want more info cuz there's not a Facebook group on that one, call Brent at 660-414-6742. 
That Sweet. one doesn't have anything that I can find. Also, January 15th, 4th Annual Southwest Missouri Coyote Tournament. It's in Bolivar. They've got a Facebook group. Facebook group is SWMO Coyote Tournament. Look it up. Go there. January 22nd, 2022, Central Missouri Phenom 13U Baseball Team Predator Hunt. That is in Russellville. I think you can find that on Facebook, so just search that. Also January 22nd, 2022, Mercer County Coyote Hunt. It's at the Mercer County Fair Building in Princeton. That's a good one. That one I didn't find a, a Facebook group yeah. on that one. There's so, a flyer out there floating yeah. around someplace. That's, yeah, and that's a good one. And maybe if we get some time, we can compile the flyers and try to make a one post of all the flyers. Yeah, Mercer County, isn't that the Princeton? Yeah, yeah, that's in Princeton. That direction. Yeah. Yep. Seth Davis, eight eight one six eight three five eighty nine eighty nine. If anybody's, uh, hey, we could go up north on that one. I know. January twenty third, which that doesn't make sense. Don't quote me. Fourth annual Connor Clifton Memorial Coyote Hunt. That's in Houston, Missouri. There's a Facebook group for that one. Just uh, search CCMCH, and there's an event on that one. That's down in Texas County, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's Way down Texas south. County. Yep. It's at the Texas County Fairgrounds, actually. Okay. Uh, January 29th is the first annual MWM Outfitting Coyote Calling Contest. That's in Butler, um, they have a flyer on that one, I think. I don't think I found anything on Facebook. So call Clay Regers at 417-321-3304. Uh, here's one that is kind of cool. This one's actually not hosted in Missouri. It's the Veterans Outdoors Foundation Coyote Calling Contest in Kansas and Missouri. Yeah. There's, there's a flyer out there for that one. Yep. Or I think I've seen it on some pages. There's a Facebook group, too, I'll say yeah. it. Uh, that one is actually hosted in Ottawa, Kansas, but it, you can hunt in Kansas and Missouri. Mm-hmm. And it says it's January 28th through the 30th. It's a multiple-day hunt. I want to say you check in the 28th, you hunt the 29th and 30th. So check that one out. The Facebook group, it, just go to Veterans Outdoor Foundation. Yeah. And over in Kansas, they can use thermal at night. Oh, yeah? That time of year, yeah. yeah. And I think it, the date-wise, so you can yeah. use them in Missouri and Kansas that time? Nope. That's January 28th through 30th, so Missouri yeah, can't. Starts, oh. Missouri starts in February. Starts in February. Yeah. yeah. Kansas well, that people, would. Yeah, Kansas people are going to have a little, have a little yeah, advantage a little on advantage. that. If, if, if they allow if, it. If they should have pushed that back one week. Don't listen to us. Right. Go find your information out for yourself. Yeah. Hey, i got to interrupt you real quick. Go ahead. Wasn't there a Clay County tournament? Or did that already happen? It's coming. I, I'm, it's coming. It's, it's on coming. the list? Uh-huh. I didn't see it on the list. My bad. Sorry. You probably don't have the updated list. It might be the one I put on today. <laughs> oh, Andy, I'm going to get you a, a get better card because you need to do get better. better. Yeah. I, it's on there. You just didn't look in the right spot. Go to the comments. <laughs> February 5th, the 2022 Coyote Stack Up, hosted by the Barking Dog. It's in East Prairie, Missouri. Um, if, if you just... Facebook search the Barking Dog. You can find information out about that. The Barking Dog, I think, is an outdoor group. Okay. So um, you'll find the inf- information on that one. Also, February 5th, the Johnson County, and I know this name is wrong because I just saw a post today, but I didn't save it. Johnson County Corona 2.0 Coyote Tournament. That's hosted by Movets Outdoors and Cutting Up Meat Processing. Um, that is in, uh, well, I guess it's going to be in Leeton technically. Well, it depends. They could do it at their old building. I don't know. Good question. It's going to be in Warrensburg or Leeton. Get checked for a flyer. Facebook group. uh, That, what I just said, Johnson County Corona 2.0. There's an event for it. Or blow up Tim Worley. Tim Worley, yep. Yeah, Tim Worley. Hey, (laughs) you're going to get a lot of people calling you. (laughs) 
Uh, I think should, he probably knows I, everyone in the state. Should I give out anyway, Tim's number so. just to be a dick? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't hurt. Uh, all right. Uh, also, February 5th, the fifth annual Northeast Missouri Predator Hunt. That's in Hannibal. Um, Facebook event, that same name I just said. And that's hosted at the Knights Hall in Hannibal. Um, they actually had, did a – this tournament was one the last year they did a uh, – all their proceeds or something like that went to a little uh, child that was oh, sick. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, I, I remember I, that one last year. I kept up with that, and unfortunately, that that child passed away. But oh, dang! So man. sorry to the family on that. But they're continuing the ti- the coyote hunt. So Good. there's that. Three more. February 11th, second annual Clay County Coyote Calling Contest Night Hunt. It's in Lawson. So uh, is that is that a Facebook? Is there a Facebook group on that? Say it was the there was the something. There's, There's a flyer on annual. Facebook about it. Yeah, There's a flyer maybe. So maybe look that up. Also, I have a phone number eight one six eight six eight thirty seventy four because that looks like it's a night hunt tournament. It is. Yep. It, isn't it like a day and a half or something like that or two day tournament? Were you like check in? Was it five a.m. or something? Yeah. Hey Russell, you want to jump up from JV? <laughs> <laughs> You want to you you jump up from oh, JV? Oh, you didn't know you're on the JV team, Russ. Oh, am I? Yeah. Un- unfortunately, <laughs> just because of who you're You mean Mike or JV? Oh, well, I have no idea what you guys are talking about because <laughs> I don't have Facebook. <laughs> Russell Facebook got Russell. kicked off. Uh, February 15th, the third annual Midwest Wildlife Coyote Calling Contest. That is in Oak Grove, Missouri. There's a Facebook group. Same thing I just said. Um, look up Midwest Wildlife. You can find the information out about that, too. We've went to that one since it started. Yep. Uh, you all actually got tied for first. Tied last for year, first, right? third by weight. Yep. Uh, on that one. One got away. One got away. And then the last Two. one, February 26th, Coyote Derby and Dinner in Carthage. It's at the train barn in Carthage. Facebook group that. That's ho- hosted by the Carthage Shriners. It's oh, a, yeah. uh, um, it's a good cause. Event. A good one for them. So hope everybody. Like I said, this is just the ones we got. Mm-hmm. We put a post out a couple of weeks ago asking people to tell us about them. This is what we were told about. Or if we you got ones that aren't on there, send it to us. We'll keep keep that list up to date. Check the I pinned the post to the top of the Facebook, and I'm updating in the comments because I'm not Facebook literate, and it won't let me change the photo on the post. So instead of just making continuous posts, if you can do it, great. I did. Okay. <laughs> you can on Facebook. You can on Instagram. That's what's annoying. Facebook, I couldn't figure out how to yeah. change the actual photo in the post. It wasn't one I did edit, but yeah. anyway. Uh, and if we forgot you, I would say this is Micah's fault, wouldn't you? Definitely Micah's yeah, fault. Considering Micah's I fault. had nothing to do with that's that. Probably exactly. Micah's that's probably why it's your fault. <laughs> Freaking do something. You, you've got me really screwed up right now. Two got away that day? Well, one wouldn't come off the hill so we could shoot at it. Oh, ethics. That's what it yeah. was. Ethics. <laughs> They'll get you every time. <laughs> Dang it. Don't shoot those ones on the skyline. It just never works out. Let's talk about some coyote hunting. I say now that we have that hour-long announcement, uh, can we start the second hour of the podcast? Shit, that did last 14 minutes. That's the important part. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, got nowhere to go. Everybody stop listening right now. Donate your money there. How many (laughs) Really, you guys, I think this was a terrible idea telling everybody about these because... Our our numbers just went down. Like, are, you, I mean, are you scared of a little competition? Our numbers went Absolutely. down. <laughs> I want to freaking know who called out Heath freaking Baker. Yeah, and pissed him off, and now he's going to go kill all the coyotes in these tournaments. Say, I've heard he's uh, planning on attending a few. Yeah, a few, like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
I texted Heath the other day when he posted it. I'm like, dude, who pissed you off and who can I smack? Because there's no <laughs> way we're winning either thing. now. This, this was a fun activity. <laughs> <laughs> I messaged him on Facebook. I'm like, I really like, I know if you're going to be there, like he's got tons of ground and he's way better at calling coyotes than me by far. So I'm like, all right, well, I hope you at least rub their nose in it whenever you get done because <laughs> yeah. it was colder, wasn't it? You did it. No, it wasn't me. Uh-huh. <laughs> or maybe we should do like special rules for him. He only gets until noon every day. Everybody else gets the whole day. He'd I still think that's win, fair. But I think that's fair. I would limit his caliber. <laughs> yeah. Give him a 22. <laughs> make him. No. Make him. No. Yeah. 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 I've seen HMR. what he does with a six millimeter. Yeah. I don't want to see Bo's on his team. It's over. If yeah. Bo's on his team, it's over. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, Shot, actually, shotguns only. For I him. think uh, Bo came to the Harrisonville <laughs> yep. tournament yeah, with him. Yeah, last year yep. I think they killed they killed a couple dogs, but he said that they called in like ten. Yeah. Well, uh, I asked him. We were actually outside at the barbecue line, and I asked Bo how many coyotes he'd killed last year, and I don't remember what number he rattled off. But I sat there quietly, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." I'm like, this child's killed more coyotes than I have in the last year. <laughs> oh yeah. So. Uh, s- what is it called? Sneak peek. Uh, here in a few weeks, you may or may not hear Heath on our show. Cool, nice, very good. Not you guys, you'll be on the show, but you listeners, it's still a bit cool. And very you good. may or may not hey, hear him. Can I come and just have like a list of questions? Sure. Okay. We're not going to give you a headset though. You can just give us the list. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, half the questions last year were me at sending Andy <laughs> I, I, questions. I remember that he was looking at his phone. So. <laughs> I really wish I could read. We all know, we all know Micah can't. Yeah. So, Calder, how many tournaments do you usually do a year? Uh, we try to do probably five or six. I mean, we try to find the, the bigger ones, the ones, I don't know. You like more those big money ones, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the ones we like to go to. I mean, if you're going to do it, you <laughs> might as well yeah, do it. Yeah, if you're going to have yeah. a good day coyote hunting, you want to be in a big money tournament. So. Yeah. That's hey, hey, point. How, I never looked at how, it How close way. up north is the uh, oh, I looked stuff to Princeton? We're going we're gonna to be just fine. So. That Mercer County hunt's a good hunt. Yeah, we're proud. You want to jump a, down to the JV team for that one? Yeah. Uh, it's a two-man oh, two tournament. Yeah. What are we going to do about that? Yeah, me and you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, you can enter with – well, no, because then we'll just figure that out. <laughs> what are we going to do about January 8th, by the way? What about it? Well, which one's that? That's Natural Oh, there's Born two Killers tournaments, yeah. And Harrisonville. I think we need to send a team to each tournament. Yeah. I haven't been to Harrisonville, so shotgun. I wonder – I knew it. That's a long. I mean, they're a long ways apart. I'd say just sign up for both. (laughs) But uh, we really need to find out what the weigh-in times are because if we have a really good day and we weigh in at like three o'clock at one and then travel to Harrisonville and weigh in at the other, don't they keep the dogs though? I mean, I don't think you have to let them. Uh, Who knows if you talk to them? But Harrisonville, I will say. I mean, Concordia is is a, a great tournament. Harrisonville had a ton of people last year yeah Um, and you're forgetting too the jesse and harley over there in harrisonville did a hell of a job last year Mm -hmm. putting that tournament together i think we sat there for an hour and a half two hours after they were done doing weigh-ins just with all the raffles they were giving away they Mm -hmm. gave away tons of of cool stuff i think every person went away went home with an item i mean with something i got uh oh sent away spray I think our team went home with money. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people were more important than others. But, but you guys did, did have big, big dog. dog. Yeah, and we ended up getting fifth place also. So. That's right. Didn't we right. turn in one? I think we, we did we, good. We turned in yeah, one. Yeah, we got one. That was, yeah. Yeah. 
I was pretty proud of the set day. Yeah. Hey, shit happens. One's better than none. Yeah, we've done that. We've too. had those tournaments too. Yeah. In fact, uh, Natural Born Killers last year. Remember when we went and sat <laughs> that dog. that last uh, set, and we got done, and we ended the day with zero dogs, and we're like, "You guys want to just go home?" <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah. went home. We didn't Some even days go to like that. that. It can be frustrating. Yeah, that's absolutely. Sure. That's for sure. And that's I don't know. That's kind of how I started getting into it. Um, you know, at the time I started getting into coyote hunting. I was playing softball with Calder, and I had this little, it was an Icotech, like their base models. You play nine sounds, it had nine <laughs> buttons on it. Mm-hmm. It had male howl, female howl, uh, bobcat, rabbit. Like, I know those were the options. You didn't get, like, uh, interrogation howl or anything. Fights. Like, yeah, fight. Stuff. It was just. Pups or anything like that. Yeah, I had no idea. So we started talking, and he came down a couple times, I think, and hunted with us, and yeah, that's when I convinced me to buy a better call, or I think I, somebody, one of us, one of us, is, I, maybe Russell had. Russell up had an old Fox Pro, don't you? Yeah. That was yeah. the first call we used for a long time. It slowly that's progressed for calls. a while. You've had so, that for, what do you think, 10 years? Probably over 10. What is an old Fox Pro? Do you remember what it's called? Is that the Inferno? No. Firestorm? Firestorm. Yeah, they don't make right. it anymore. Yeah, I think I got I think the same one. It's, it's probably 10 years old. Yeah. yeah. So let's kind of start it out there because I, I know I, I want to pick his brain, Calder's brain about it, but what everybody runs for calls, I run the Lucky Duck Revolt. Let's just go around the I'll, room then, huh? You, That's what I'm saying. Let's go around the room and just see what everybody – I think you would kill more dogs if you bought the Super Revolt. <laughs> the Super Revolt has an extra <laughs> tweeter came speaker? Out with no, it has the camera on it, doesn't it? I don't know. There's a camera on the call. If I, is that not the one? We don't need any witnesses to some of the shenanigans <laughs> that take place. <laughs> But so Andy's got a lucky it, duck. Lucky duck twenty percent more dogs. Twenty percent. Twenty percent guaranteed. <laughs> I don't want to pay the twenty percent more though. <laughs> uh, I started out with the Johnny Stewart with the twenty foot long cord and the external speaker, and you put the cassette tape in, and then you got a dial. You work. But uh, started <laughs> Jesus, out how old are you? No, it was <laughs> it was just that old. <laughs> um, but no, I've got a, a Fox Pro Shockwave. So I'll just get mine out of the way. Same thing. Yeah. Nice. Shockwave. Yeah. I'd like to get the X24. Yeah. And see, I'm, I'm just wanting to start downloading some more sounds. Like, right. I've got some MFK stuff and stuff like that, but I want to get some PT sounds and all that. Should we go some... down this road about downloading sounds on the, shot, the Fox Pros versus the Lucky Ducks? Listen, my wife's a mechanical engineer, and it took her a long time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I just handed, easy for me. I just handed her the computer and let her do it. <laughs> I... I gave up. The program I have on for my Shockwave was, like, it took me... I could like change all the the ways they were. What do you call it? Organized, organized, and do them the way I wanted them. And I mean, it took time, but I'm also OCD, so I had so, to like, I had to freaking like, uh, what do you call it? Capitalize the first letter of every freaking one. Yeah, I can't do like so. It, it was my own fault, but I'd so say before it's pretty we easy. start comparing the Calder, tell us the different calls we could have. <laughs> uh, I, I run the uh, Isotech Outlaw, uh, the Boss Edition. I've yeah. got one of those. Uh, several of the uh, James Bostock sounds, Tony TV. Uh, I've got a Lucky Duck with the Rick Paulette sounds, mm-hmm. uh, the Roughneck, and the Revolt. I kind of like the Revolt better for the, the spinning features and, that is and the small nice. remote. Uh, I've got a Wildlife Tech. It's a little bit more old school. You have to know your – it doesn't Coats. have a, you know, a digital readout or anything like that. was the one I think like you that. first brought down right. whenever you, you took me out yep. was you had, to, you had like your flashcard type deals yep. and you're punching the codes in to get their same sounds. Yep. Uh, Several mouth calls, diaphragms, and open read calls. But that's I, you, one thing we haven't really touched on. I mean, yeah. any of them are great. 
uh, I've called dogs with it with all of them. So what's your favorite? Uh, I don't have a favorite. Don't have one. <laughs> that wildlife text got a lot of volume. Uh, I really like that. But again, you have to kind of you don't get to watch the horizon as the dogs come in. You got to be down looking at the remote and stuff like that. You can't just yeah. press play and let it roll through the sounds. So. so do you change which call you take depending on which stand you're going to make? Uh, so if, say you're sure. you say you're on a tournament. So day, you, you towed around three different calls. Always have extra calls in the truck. You never know when one's going to go bad, uh, especially if you're in a tournament. Uh, so you're uh, his girlfriend. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Girlfriend is with you. Yeah. And uh, I just, like, watched her smirk every time you, like, said another one. Yeah. <laughs> makes there's, me happy. There's sorry. I'm, I'm going to watch her every here. time you, you say You just don't want to be in the middle of a tournament and have a call go down, you know. I mean, yeah, we've which we did have it before. Yeah. So how often do you run mouth calls versus – it, it just depends. You know, if it's a nice, calm day, you don't need a whole lot of volume. I like to use mouth calls because you don't want to blow them out, you know, as soon as you get in there and stuff like that. Uh, windier days, obviously, you want to use your higher-powered calls. And like I said, with the uh, the Lucky Duck, you can change the direction. If the wind's blowing a certain way, then you can aim to the area where you're really trying to get that sound to go. So, What you say the mouth calls you use are? Uh, I've got some Orion mouth calls. Uh can't remember some of the other are they all diaphragm calls or i i use open read closed read diaphragm always you know it's there's nothing worse than sitting down and you go hit that button and your batteries are dead you know we had that happen you you want to take mouth calls for stuff like that yeah i did that this summer i took my four-year-old whose attention span is about a quarter of an inch long and sat down thought i'm gonna rip a couple house off with the fox pro everything's gonna be great remote's dead I don't have any batteries with me, so I proceeded to do everything with a diaphragm call. And we actually called in a – it was a pup, but, hey, he got to see, be there for a coyote kill. So well, that's, that's the other thing about your mouth calls is, I mean, you're never going to get the same sound out of them. You know, yeah. everything's – the pitch is different. Everything's different. Mm-hmm. So, Micah? Uh, I got the Inferno just like Russ. I mean, I usually when I'm going, I'm going with one of you guys. So <clears throat> and I'll let you guys run the call. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we usually we're a team, us three. I mean, JV team apparently. Yeah, the JV team. We can't it, let that go. I'm sorry. It's just it's facts. I mean, I'm, it's statistical facts. I didn't realize going one on one made you the varsity, but you know, I guess. I mean. I kind of enjoy being the shooter, not the caller anymore. <laughs> I started calling I like a long time ago. So I got That's, a funny story I for like you guys. Calling. I'm going yeah, to interrupt Andy because last Saturday we had a we, – we try and like – we probably shouldn't, and Calder probably is going to shake his head at us, but we have a lot of ground we don't know that we've picked up over the last year because we haven't hunted it. So it's like, okay, we're not going to walk in in the dark and sit down and totally screw this entire spot up just because we don't know where we're going. So we've been picking a few spots here and there, and we'll go check them out. Well, last weekend, Saturday, we went and checked them out, or checked one of them out. And it's me, Jared, and Andy. And we usually just kind of let Andy call because he's got sounds we you like. You need to give him a job. Participation. Like, he needs a job. <laughs> we, ju- we just let Andy call because you don't want him to jack anything you else up. Shoot. It's not that at all. But anyhow, he didn't have to. Say a it. triple was killed, and Andy didn't even take his like i don't even think he got to pull the trigger <laughs> gun was off safety i didn't pull the trigger though oh. that's the well, text message we got was every time i had my scope on them they got sniped <laughs> right, right I, I watched all three dogs die in my scope <clears throat> and that would have made some really great footage for this tactic cam that he has mounted to the side that of the he doesn't scope, have a freaking turn on but he didn't push the button yeah, happened so. one time i mean you got all the time in the world 
Yeah. Actually, really, he did because we watched I, all three of these coyotes play like for like five minutes. So oh, well, wow. it is my own fault. Yeah, we probably I'll should have just stopped one. calling, got up, and snuck out. Yeah, but <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, who's really going to give that up? Yeah, yeah. But you got three dogs in front of you. I, I do agree. I enjoy calling. You know, trying to learn more. I mean, I would say I don't know shit, but anybody you do can, learn. Anybody can pull a trigger. <laughs> I mean, it takes, an mean intelli- it takes an intelligent individual <laughs> <gun> up. <laughs> to, to trick a coyote. Absolutely. That's because you're a shitty shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you do have somebody standing over your shoulder critiquing you every step of the way. It works. Wait, wait, wait. We, we make a good team. We'll just yeah. say that. Who in the hell is he standing over his shoulder? <laughs> yeah, well, he's sitting down. <laughs> oh, okay, let's just talk about shooting now since – that's a natural transition, Russell. Well done. You make you make a good host. No. <laughs> uh, what what do you uh, let's talk about rifles? Prefer- what is um, preferences? What's your rifle of choice? Like if I told you, hey, look, we're going hunting. What are you gonna take? What do you have? You want caliber or gun for day hunting? Just, yeah, for day hunting. What's your? Because uh, I'm curious to say see the gun for too. you two, because you two both have the equipment to go night hunting. It, if there's a difference. Depends on what I'm after. If I'm tournament hunting, I'm taking a 243. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. I'm not worried about what do you fur. Got? What is, what are you, uh, Remi- rifle of choice? Remington Model 7 right now with topped with a Leopold. Just a 3x9, I can shoot just as far as I need to. Yeah. Nothing special. Like that. Yeah. And I would, I mean, I just got a 243, and so I don't really know. I haven't hunted with it yet. See, I don't, I'm not a big magnification guy. I don't. If I had 10 power, that would do me well out to 500, 600. I feel like I'm the exact opposite. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I like 36. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. 34. <laughs> I, was, I was just fucking joking, by God. Yeah. I got 24, so whatever. Yeah. Let's stay on guns. Let's stay on guns. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Andy, what's your weapon of choice um as of right now it is uh a savage uh 223 so i i'd like to move probably into a, a 243 or a six millimeter creedmoor but uh one ammunition's cheap i like to i like to shoot it mm-hmm. um barrel um, life do what barrel life barrel life six I mean, creed is only good to what Eight nine hundred. See, I don't know. I, I haven't done that much research into that. I just kind of was reading a lot about the ballistics and, and shooting stuff, and I like my two twenty three. Um, and on that, I have an Athlon eight by thirty four. Jesus, uh, those those dogs we shot last year at like five yards. You, you wouldn't even see. I, I wouldn't have he, wouldn't, he wouldn't with just it. Just rotate even, the gun yeah. ninety degrees and look down just, the barrel. I'll just beat it just, with it. Well, that's basically what I did. And I saw yeah, yeah didn't you just basically yeah, <laughs> no scope? Yeah. So I mean, it's probably a little much, honestly. And I, when I bought that, I wasn't. I want to reach out and, and you know, should be able to shoot three, four hundred yards and hit super small targets. And uh, realistically, I, it's overkill for coyotes around here, anyway. I get but too shaky. It does the job. I like it. Plus, you can go down to eight. High magnification. I get too shaky. I probably shoot the majority at sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, I am shooting a. It's a 223. It's a Black Dawn AR. Black Dawn, based out of Missouri. Sedalia, Missouri, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I built that gun a while ago. And I'm not going to mention the scope I have on it because I'm not a fan of it. But yeah. it's a 1x8. 
And uh, I originally, when I originally built that gun, it was more for like a home defense type setup. And yeah. so when we started hunting, I kind of wanted to keep the low magnification options. And now looking back, I wish I had to put a, a little bit more. different scope on it. but Spend a little bit more money. Yeah. So question, I'm assuming, <clears throat> Russell, yours, your Leopold, since 3x9, it's like second focal plane? Mm-hmm. Mine, and this is, again, because of Brandon, he taught me the difference between first focal plane and second focal plane. I really like first focal plane now, and, and I, it, it screwed me up to go back to a second. And I'm not a, I'm not a dial or mill. Yeah. If it's a hunting rig, I'm doing holdovers. Yeah. You're estimating and pulling. The, I mean, mm-hmm. quick because it's quicker probably for you to just for know for me it is because yeah. that's the way I've done everything is just holdovers yeah. out to a certain distance. Right. Yeah. I'm not shooting dogs at any past 300. Right. Hmm. So, and I mean, and I got a 243 that I haven't hunted with yet. So it's savage savage access. It's actually what I bought my son <laughs> for Christmas uh, for deer hunting, but. Uh, and it, I, right now it's just got the the scope that came on it. I think it's a three by nine Weaver, isn't it, or some crap? Yeah, whatever comes uh, on it, I can't yeah. remember. But I was researching guns, and someone's like, "Dude, Savage Axis, they drill tacks and they're cheap." Like, yeah. just, I think a buddy of mine, Brian, his buddy's named Brian. I think he owns like twelve Savage Axes. Just every time they go <laughs> just, on sale, you so buy that's every, where they're get going. Every <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's that's the other one, and then I mean, I'd like to get more. But I really would like to put nicer glass on both of those down the road at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I got, Austin. So um, this year I did something different because I've always hunted with uh, Remington Seven Hundred Varmint uh, Two Twenty Three, and love the gun. It's great guns, good for coyote hunting. But shooting that fifty-five grain bullet, if you start trying to shoot them at 300 yards and the, the wind's blowing you're guessing because you're playing the drift and i'm kind of a, a heath baker fan and i've really watched a lot of his hunts and i've actually talked to him a lot about it so i uh i started looking into the six millimeter andy and i were both talking about the six millimeter creed more and i was like why not let's bite the bullet and figure it out and uh i'm a fan like i'm a big fan of it it's uh it's a tack driver but uh Tomorrow I'm taking the 223. I'm playing with some ammo. I'm doing a little uh, R&D work on some ammo loads that a guy wanted me to check out. So uh, we're going to take the 223 in the next couple days. But I think tournament season rolls around. There's probably going to be two rifles in the truck, and we're going to have one as old be reliable. Double fisting it. <laughs> well, I mean, Andy's not even going to take, or not even going to pull the trigger. So I may as well shoot for <laughs> him too. He can just carry your <laughs> other gun for you. That Con- might not be a bad idea. And then when you're like, hey. Give me the two twenty three. He can just like <laughs> hand it to you. Just be like I'll a doctor. Just hold, just hold up like a hand your, rifle. Like a freaking garçon or something, you know. <laughs> hey, for killing dogs or whatever. That's yeah. all that matters. That's no joke. Nice. Hold your horse. No, hold your horses, Calder. Yeah. <laughs> we're, gonna build, we're gonna build up to you. <laughs> like what you shooting? All right. Uh, last year I was doing two twenty three AR platform, just like you. And, uh, but I actually just bought a six five Grendel upper that I'm gonna. We're actually sighting it in tomorrow. So I'm going to give that a go this year. And I well, you, you kind of did that based off of your your yeah, brother, brother has pretty good success bro- with his. Well, I wanted to get I wanted to get my kids a gun that they can take deer hunting, and they're kind <coughs> of, bullshit. They're kind of small. <laughs> Excuse me. So I didn't and I didn't want to get a youth rifle. So I was like, well, if I stick with the AR platform, they can shoot it. 
And my brother, he actually hunts with the 6.5 Grendel and has awesome success with everything he's shot. So, so deer and everything. What is the 6.5 Grendel? Is that like a 6.5 bullet on a two twenty three casing, six like a five, 300 blackout? 6.5 Creedmoor. Okay. <clears throat> and they neck that down to 6 millimeter, if I'm not mistaken, maybe even a little shorter. Is that so, right? I, I don't know. I, you really just confused the heck out of me. Because I thought I, the 6.5 and the 6 not, millimeter, all the difference was it was necked down in a different diameter bullet. But So it's someplace in that range. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> like, I am not an expert in all so, that stuff. So it's a bigger I, casing, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bigger. And it's, it's on the AR-10 or AR-15 platform? No, it's on the AR-15 AR platform. Huh. Because okay. I just, I literally took Because you're two, shooting 127 123 grain? 23. Yeah, Hornady Blacks. We're going to try those out. ELD. Yeah, M. M's. Yeah. Why, why M, not X? Because you can't find X's. Get. <laughs> really? <laughs> I couldn't. Hmm. Yeah, there were, uh, the only thing that I could find was the Hornady Black ELD M's. Yeah, and see, I'm, with my 6 millimeter, I'm shooting the Hornady Black ELD X. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, we're going to try them out. We'll see how it goes, you know. So... And I, I got the Athlon. I don't remember what exactly, but it's the you six got the by Argos. Two. Is that it? Six Dude, by twenty-four. I I'm going to say it. The Athlon scopes. They're you cheap. You not say anything in controversial. They're cheap, but you can just say it. I really like them. I've bought three of them in the last year, <laughs> and I mean, hell, two hundred bucks a pop for the ones I'm buying. And my take on it is. That truck's or that that gun's riding in the bed of the truck in a backpack. If it gets the shit beat out of it, I pull another one out of a case and keep going. I mean, I'm not gonna put two thousand dollar glass in the back of the truck. Right. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I've never ran anything bigger than a three by nine, so I'm kind of excited to try the yeah. bigger zoom. So. And before I bought mine, that's the way I was. Yeah. I, I mean, think I have a. a four by 12 yeah on an old deer rifle in there but that was the most i had yeah so i'm looking forward to trying it out so we'll see hopefully i take that back i bought the 204 from calder and it had a, a Wait, vortex six selling guns <laughs> not many not <laughs> many <laughs> yeah speaking of that shotgun on the next one yeah my dad took one of those brass he wasn't paying attention you told me about and that. loaded a 223 in that 204 brass he had a 55 grand 23 in the that sounds dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw it like, uh, good, we're good. just going to set this aside. Yeah. <laughs> but What about you? Uh, so I shoot a uh, Savage 110 204. I uh, reload some 39 grain Sierra Blitz Kings in that. It's running, you know, 3,800 feet per second. Good God. It, it does a great job. I like nice flat caliber. Uh, so that's not really my tournament gun. For my tournament gun, I'm shooting a 243 Ackley, shooting 80 grain nozzle ballistic tips at like 35 100 feet per second, right around in there. Uh, still doing some fire forming, plan to go to a 90 grain bullet and getting that around 3450, somewhere in that range. But again, I like the, the nice, fast, flat trajectory. Mm -hmm. uh, shooting a Vortex Razor on the 243 Ackley, 4.5 by 27 by 56. Just been a great, great scope. Uh, shoot a 8.5 by 25 by 50 on the 204. I, I do like a lot of magnification, but I like shooting a long ways. <laughs> so, what are, you, what are you comfortable distance-wise to shoot? Oh, uh, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't push it much past 500, but because typically they're coming in more than that, anyways. Well, I, no, I'm talking. Okay, so you got you got targets set up 
if you're going to shoot, say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stretch the legs on this thing today. I'll, I'll shoot any distance you want to put it out there. <laughs> I mean, I'll try well, anything. I'll try anything. What, do you, what do you feel comfortable pulling the trigger on right now? Oh. 100 bucks on the table, farthest distance you can hit. Give me my math and three, three and shots. You figure it out. You know, you, the first you, focal plane, yeah, the math you, is there. You figure the math and you figure the, the ballistics on it, and you can shoot about as far as until your bullet runs out of powder. <laughs> Fair enough. So. So just far enough where it, just before it just doop, yep. didn't quite make yep. it to the target is what you're saying, huh? And then also uh, for the shorter range stuff, I shoot a 22 nozzler, uh, shooting that at night. Probably want to step up to a 243 again on that. Doesn't have quite as much knockdown power as I'd like. So Is that what you brought tonight? Yeah. 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 And it's I, – I grew up on a bolt gun. I shoot a bolt <clears> gun a lot better. Uh, I don't like the moving parts of an AR. I don't like, you know, cold malfunctions and – uh, if you're not running your gun dry, you've got your grease thickens up the viscosity of it and yeah. stuff. So I had a malfunction last yeah. year on a, a dog. There's nothing worse than you got two or three dogs rolling in and and you only get one or you yep. get a click. Pull the whatever, trigger and so. nothing. I and you know. see, I we had that, uh, which was it was actually my fault though. I didn't rack the the round hard enough. He, uh, and so right, I was babying you know, it. What'd you right. say? Babying it. Babying it. You right. know. Yeah. I had uh before we ever even started tournament hunting. My brother-in-law and I, he had a really great spot right behind his house that we went, and we called in six dogs to one spot at one time. And they, the four came over the hill together, and I shot one of them. This is so long ago, I was still shooting full metal jacket ammo at Coyotes, like I was doing something, rather than poking holes. Mm-hmm. And shot one, the rest of the group, the echo off the hill, they ran to us. And I had run, one run past me at about five feet, and I'm sitting there trying to squeeze the trigger and break it off because it won't go off, and the gun was jammed because of how cold it was. Yeah. And, yeah, well, after that, I was I was done with the was ARs. That, was that in a tournament when we did, had that happen? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Dude, that you, called you guys. <clears throat> this one was pretty good. So we set up in a line. There was four of us, and what were the three of us? There was There's four. four animals with us. Or, we basically set up in line where we were like 10 yards apart from each other on this, this tree line. Right. Thinking they were going to come from a different direction. So I start the call, and this coyote runs out of the timber behind us, 10 yards to Russell's <laughs> left, hits my call, turns around and runs right at me. And Russell's like, you're going to shoot it? And I'm like, all right, here he comes. Click, 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 click. So I start screwing around. I'm like, oh, no. About that time, didn't someone just yell, shoot him? Russell I think sucks. I did because I, he was too close for he me. Was to too shoot. Close, yeah, right. so I shot him. And he, I bet that coyote was with, from me to Andy, which is you know ten feet, right? Before he noticed me and then peeled off. And this Russell sounds smoked pretty him. safe. No, I, smoked, <laughs> I smoked him. Russell, you smoked him. Okay, yeah, I smoked him. Then he ran towards Russell, and Russell finished him off finally. Yeah. I mean, if you smoked him, I don't know if I'd use that. For oh, he was dying. Him. He did the he coyote. Was, he was already spin. dying, but Russell yeah. was like, "Okay, let's put him down." Right. Yeah. So. So that was that day I kind of learned a lesson where, you know, I was being a baby in my right and I now it's just rack it, you know, yeah. let it let it do its job, but uh so yeah, that that's the moving part that you're talking yeah. about. Especially shooting suppressed, you know, you got a lot of gas blowback into the action stuff. I don't mm-hmm. just not an AR fan. I mean, a lot of guys love them, but mm-hmm. I I run a bolt just fine and part of the reason that. I love mine is because I built it. Right. Like, you okay. know what I'm saying? Yep. I probably wouldn't love it near as much as if I just went out and bought it. Right. Um, but, you know, I was on this kick. I wanted all my parts to be Missouri-made. Yeah. So it's a Good black stuff. dawn, upper, lower, you know, all just that sort of stuff. Right. Looking back, hey, I probably could have done it a little differently. I, I love the gun. It's been a great gun. Right. But uh, that that's probably why I'm still running it, plus 
it's, it's really the I don't I don't really have anything else. I mean, coyote yeah, beside, not but now before but the two forty three. Yeah, now right. you got the two forty three that would work. Yeah. And the same. I mean, I don't have a lot of rifles and stuff, so that's why I was running the two two three as well. Now, you know, we'll try the six five Grindle. So right. got a old thirty out six. That'll work. Hey, oh, tournament yes. tournaments. You just want to want it down. You don't see, care. I don't just know. Knock it With down. Tournaments. You, I feel like a thirty odd six. You're knocking weight off of them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, if, you're going, if you're going, going for, for small dogs, dog, small dog, yeah. I mean, the yeah, well, that place, I'm gonna bring out the three hundred. <laughs> Fair enough. So, do you remember? I think Russell, you did that with us. It was one of the first tournaments I did. I was using a two forty three uh, that year, and uh, probably why Russell said I can't shoot with the crap. <laughs> We won small dog in this tournament, but I shot it twice with the 243 and blew a leg completely off. Right. So we turned in a dog with three legs. Austin ended up chasing it down through the CRP to finally finish it off. Well, it really, let's let's tell this whole story because you <laughs> had your pom poms out and were cheering. Well, hell yeah, I hit coyote, the coyote. <laughs> this coyote jumps up and runs off. <laughs> I thought I had him. Well, it. it I ran out of bullets. Him. To be honest with you. <laughs> It's surprising that they took it. I mean, typically, if you blow a leg off, they're going to say, you know, maybe you snared it. Maybe it was oh, in a trap, something yeah. like that. So, usually, they would disqualify that dog. Huh. Really? So, it wouldn't even be an option to turn it This in. has been probably five years ago, I'd say. It's yeah, been a while been, ago. It's been longer ago than that. But. Hmm. Yeah, that was probably Good before times. they got smart. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, these guys might be cheating. Nope. Just really <laughs> bad shots. <laughs> hey. I think we've all been there. We've yeah. all missed. Oh, yeah. What's everybody's preference as far as, like, setups? Like, you know, you're sitting – at the beginning of last year, I like sitting on the ground. I use that uh, Alps yeah. pack with a seat. Now I use the Alps stool that's, like, 18-inch stool or something like Same that. Same exact thing. So I've, I've switched a little bit just because I've – I was uh, at first under the impression that sitting on the ground, I was, I was better hidden. I just felt like I was having better luck because I was maybe more hidden, a little simple. But then I went to the stool, and I felt like I could see a lot better – to where I was seeing the coyotes before they're on top of me type deal. So I've now went to the stool setup. Yeah. Well, and that stool has has hurt us a couple of times because you're what, 65? Yeah. And you it can't go you can't go set stool, down. Though. You can't go set down by a brushy fence post. I mean, that's just Andy that. though. Like he's just a yeah, well, large human. <laughs> we we had a spot oh, it's been it was a spring we went to. And you take uh, me with you. I just tuck up under behind that fence post that I disappeared. He's <laughs> <laughs> damn sage crash. Your ass. Yeah. <laughs> coyote comes running in and it stops at 200 and we lose it in the terrace trough. And all of a sudden we see it at 400 trotting away. And we finish our set and I go out, pick the call up and I look and Andy's sitting on his stool and you can see Andy's shoulders and head sticking over the fence. I'm like, well, no Sky wonder it ran yeah. off. My bad. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. I, I would say every set, you know, it, it all depends. I mean, there's going to be sets where you want to stand with a tripod. There's going to be sets where you mm-hmm. want to be yep. down. There's, you know, yeah, what's if you're behind on CRP, you, you, know? you know, you want to be standing up. So, yeah, every set changes. I mean, we've on got the ground or standing, whatever. Yeah. We've got one we go to where we all kind of spread out just a little bit. And uh, I walk down, I set my tripod up and stand up. I put my rifle in it and I got a shotgun sitting there across me if we're allowed to hunt with a shotgun. Right. And, uh, yeah, it, I get the coyote that comes out at 100 yards or it comes out at 5 feet, whichever, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So. And I usually sit down the fence line farther on the ground. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you. I've gotten to where I like that Alps stool. Yeah. I'm a short person, so <clears throat> when I was on the ground, I always – well, and that was when I wasn't running a tripod either when yeah. I was on the ground. That's not uh, my next topic. 
I'm trying not to get jump into that topic mm -hmm. yet, but when I wasn't running a tripod, I sat on the ground and, uh, once that started happening, I didn't like being like that. I liked being just up a little bit. The tripod I've got now, I've got it to where I know exactly where to throw it out. And then my micro adjustments on it. So I run that, that, that stool if I'm sitting yeah. And then, I, although I don't mind standing, right. I, I kind of like that. I like standing yep. if you can. If you can get away with it, it's nice. But yeah. a lot of times you can't do that. You know? And sit. obviously you're going to be, you know, more anchor points where you can get real stable. If you're taking longer shots, you want to be sitting down. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can stand and shoot off a tripod, but you're you're just not going to be as stable as you are sitting down on right. a, a tripod or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I was running a turkey chair. For yeah. a little bit last yeah. year. So that's what I had. That's whatever. basically what it's I got. It's comfortable yeah. as all get out. It's <laughs> a lot better than, you know, going finding a tree or something to lean against. But. And, and I didn't change my way of thinking until we started buying tripods. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, get a little bit more elevated, get you more comfortable where you can see a little bit better as far as what's around you. I really wish they made one, like, in the middle, like maybe like a 10-inch chair instead of the 18 or whatever mm -hmm. you're talking about. Said. Just a little bit smaller. I don't know if it would make a difference, but. Hey, speaking of like uh, Alps, Alps uh, chairs, who's our sponsor for today's show? 20, 30 minutes into it. Well, uh, probably Alps since we've mentioned them yeah. about 15 times. Who, who was last week? Dan, we had Danny on. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's a bad look. Yeah. Well, thanks to our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> Cuddyback, Alps, and Huntworth. You guys are all awesome. Yep. So uh, we'll give you all through that one that yeah. this week. We kind of screwed that one up, but – uh, so yeah, but yeah, so I, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm either going to, I thought about maybe stealing your, uh, Alps predator pack or whatever, trying that out, see if I want to go to that or Have I, I got a chair too. So they I do make those little like turkey hunting stools that are like five, six inches off the ground. Yeah, that's nice. true. Yeah. Are those ones are like a square and it's like woven? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I look like that fat kid trying to get down into that and then get out of it. But they're nice because they keep you up out of the mud. You just do right. snow yeah. Yeah. if there is snow, which we haven't been keep your ass this year. But <laughs> Fingers crossed, we'll get some snow yeah. down then. Oh, that'd be great. Yep. Russell, what's your preference? Light and fast. Yep. Yeah. Look, I don't want nothing hold me up because I've been known to chase dogs on foot. That's <laughs> <laughs> factual. Yeah. Especially if you're tournament hunting, you know, you just want to keep your setup as light as possible yeah. in yeah. and out as quick as you can on the next set, which, yeah, which I, he, he, he moved on to something. We'll get into tripods in a second, but dude, for the longest time, this dude only sat on the ground, you know, didn't like do anything. His shooting sticks were, uh, what'd you do? Dow, Dow rods. rods. Yeah. yeah. Dow, yeah. Dow, Dow rods or two arrows. Rubber bands. Yeah. And yeah, I won't, I won't change. I, I like my – I had a Primo's trigger stick, and it was great. But once I stepped up to the heavier, you heavier stuff. you got one of those, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got one too. They work good. Yeah. And it, it really, it's all preference. Right. It's all whatever what everyone you're comfortable likes. with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like for me, I guess we'll just move into what we're using for our stabilization. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, it was – I was using just uh, – I think shooting I had shooting sticks. sticks. Yeah, they were just shooting sticks. Just basic, like $20 shooting sticks. And uh, we all know the story about me missing a bobcat twice in a couple of weeks. And I, I learned quickly that you can't shoot. I, <laughs> I did things incorrectly with my, you know, lead hand right. that I wasn't aware of. Right. And then when I started noticing, I'm like, holy crap, I'm like grabbing that gun and yanking when I'm, you know, shooting. And did I try somebody's tripod or not? 
I don't remember. I doubt it. No, no you came out here on the sandbag. We went. We went hunting, and I used your your bog, which I, I know I'm giving your answer away. We were at out at uh, Lexington. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, man, I kind of like that. So I think I just went out and bought a Predator Tactics Deadeye, yeah, um, tripod, and hadn't went hunting yet. And Austin likes to give me shit on this one, but. I killed like three coyotes off my back porch in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> three yeah, different, you, three different mornings. You always give me and Andy crap about not giving you the invite whenever we go hunting, and <laughs> apparently you only kill coyotes in your underwear. And I don't want to see that. We're not having that. I'm sorry. It's I'm not going to walk out across sexy. a field and see there's Nate standing in his underwear trying to kill a coyote. It's just not my thing. I'm sorry. But what I liked about it was, you know, I ran downstairs, went out on our back patio, and threw out, you know, the legs on that thing, set it up, and. I'm just like looking at the the dog through the scope, and I'm like, "Huh, this is nice. It's rock solid. Boom, yeah. dead. Yeah. Boom, yeah. dead." And I'm, so I think I got that confidence using that, and right now that's what I'm taking hunting. And uh, <clears throat> so clamp, it's clamp on, huh? It's clamp on. No, so the dead eye has has a uh, um, yeah, it's a clamp on. Yeah, so it's it, you can use it with a uh, arca you? arca rail. So it's it's yeah. not necessarily like a. It's, hog saddle per se which i have so i've got the arca rail for that so any like ar platform it'll mount straight to that arca anything with a picatinny rail yep. it'll, it'll mount to and then gotcha. i've also i went and bought a pig saddle or a hog saddle but i bought the pig um and they're based out of the kcmo area and um what's that it's a saddle like much like your bog only it doesn't clamp grip. it's just like it's a, a clamp oh okay it's just a different it's company a, a lot smaller clamp yeah oh, cool and uh I've got that for the 243, and I actually could throw the, you know, the AR in it if I wanted to. But it's uh, the saddle I'm using that is similar to like a bog death grip. Gotcha. That mounts to the the dead eye. Gotcha. So that's the setup I'm using um, as far as stabilization goes. Why don't you just go into the bog now, since we know you guys use uh, that? Yeah. Austin and I both, I think, um, use the bog pod. It's I don't know. I don't say I bought it because I'm a tight ass and I'm cheap, but I love it. I mean, it's it's heavier than probably some of your guys' uh, tripods, but I've got to where I'm pretty quick putting it up. I know exactly, you know, if I'm sitting in that chair, how how long the legs are out, and mm-hmm. it's up, clamped in, quick, steady. It's just I think the downside to it is weight, but I and I came from using that uh, those trigger sticks, the Primo's trigger sticks, mm-hmm. and. Uh, once I, I, like I said earlier, I like calling, so I started doing that more. Well, I want my hands free to be able to run the call and, you know, do that. Well, with a trigger stick, you had the gun in one arm, and we're messing with the call in the other. And uh, with the bog, you can kind of sit it there and run your call and look around a little more free, a little, be, be more comfortable, I guess, just sitting there instead of yeah. gripping the gun the whole time. Yeah, Russell, so I know that you have went and purchased a tripod. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you going to use that this year hunting, or are you going to keep using the, the dowel rods? Dowel rods. So for tournament. Tri- yeah, tripod is only for night guns. So I don't even have to buy a tripod. I can just use his. He ain't going to use it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what did, what did you go buy? Uh, I went to, uh, to Hog Saddle, mm-hmm. bought their Hog Saddle, and then bought their complete setup just because of Ease of ordering. Just Time out. Order he went to the Walmart thing. craft department. <laughs> <laughs> Not on that one. Oh, Not sorry. on that one. Yeah, because uh, his setup is uh, quite a bit more expensive than mine on that one. But, yeah, um, yeah and that hog stuff, it, it's nice. I like it. It does. Yeah. does uh, 
it's uh, kind of a bridge between the cheap stuff and the really expensive stuff. Um, yeah. So it kind of bridges that gap. Yep. Uh, Micah, you're just you're on the shooting stick. Yeah, I got still, that. Right. It's the. You have a little different one. Yeah, it's different than a regular shooting stick. It's a single stick, and then it the bottom's got a tripod on it. But you know, it's like a really foot. It looks yeah. like those uh, wobble canes that like yeah. fall over, like that fall <laughs> Holy over. Shit, it does. <laughs> yes. I mean, but it, it has like the V. <laughs> the grandpa like they put yeah. the tennis balls yeah, on the tennis balls yeah. on his tripod. Do we, 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 we need to find him balls some, on that? We need to get some miniature tennis balls oh, that are God, about yes. a little bit bigger than a ping pong ball for him. It's kind of that's hilarious. It does. Ask the dogs if they want to play catch with it. Funny story though. Play fetch, but it works great. For tree stands, I, so, I borrowed that yeah. for Caden this year in his in his yeah. uh, crossbow, crossbow, right? Because those those feet on on the mesh bottom of a tree stand don't go through, you know, they stay on the top. So uh, what what do you pretty smile? safe, pretty safe and secure for an old man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, whereas you know most shooting sticks, the sticks would just go straight through a tree stand. So right. that's what Caden was using for his uh, um, his crossbow this year. Yeah. So we nice. borrowed that from Micah. I'll yeah. probably go buy one for him actually. Yeah. Oh, he can just use mine. I'm more than likely probably going to be going to a tripod because I'm <clears throat> talking, going back to the kids, the, I mean, they wouldn't yeah. be able to use that. Right. It, it, it'd be too hard for them. So I'm, I'm probably going to go switch, get a tripod myself. But, I mean, it does fine right now. So, Caller, what's your preference? Oh, man. Uh, at the beginning of the day, you know, I'm packing everything I've got. <laughs> and, and as the tournament goes on, I get lighter and lighter as it goes. But uh, she's, She just perked up again. Yeah. <laughs> I well, like to see how many freaking tripods you own now. <laughs> well, listen, this is the guy who wins them all the damn time. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty fortunate in that way, aspect. Uh, I like the Primo's trigger stick for, you know, the 204, just the light bolt gun stuff. Uh, at nighttime, I like to use uh, the Nuggets Night Vision. Uh, it's a carbon fiber pro tripod. Uh, also, the two vets. Uh, with the 55 millimeter quick disconnect stuff, uh, I've also got the uh, Reaper mount for uh, holding on to the gun there. So, mm -hmm. is it like a clamp? The Reaper a yep. clamp? Yep. So, so you, so Nuggets you, make it make their own tripod? Correct. Okay. Yep. Oh, did they? They got they got a lighter version and then they've got the the heavier version. I mean, obviously the lighter one's nicer to carry. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a little bit more stability out of the pro. The bigger tripod there how so. tall do they go that's my issue uh, it. it will be taller you'll be fine <laughs> you won't have any problem with it because those bog pods like i have to yeah, i yeah. do have to lean over just a little you've bit you've only got two legs don't you no i got it's three got, is it three yeah, yeah. you get tri tripod do you get no, a, i don't mean two legs sorry that was my fault i don't mean two legs oh, i mean extensions? two extensions there's three, there's there's three, three. sections okay, yeah. do you have a center post that goes up mm -mm. no see that's that's what i love about mine is right i'm short yeah. So when I stand up, all I need to do is take two sections out, and then I yeah. use the the elevation on the the middle. Right. I just doop doop. Okay, that's what I need right there. So I mean, you kind of you kind of run the gamut. You know, the mm -hmm. bog is cheaper, I think, than what I've got. Uh, yeah. Not by too much. It's like 150 bucks. I've got the dead eye. Uh, Russell's got uh, hog saddle stuff. Mm -hmm. Calder's got two vets and you know, shout out to Nuggets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're, I mean, you're a pretty big Nuggets guy. You get a lot of your stuff from there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Casey Cornwell, he uh, he hooks it up. If you've got any questions, I mean, he can go through any anything you're needing to know about the the different products that he's got, from thermal to tripods. I mean, where are they based out of? Uh, Illinois. So. All right, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, nice. All and right. It, you touched on you touched on something. Oh, go ahead, Micah. Suppression. Who's doing okay. that this year? Who's running it? 
I, I don't. You just got. I, I want to hit you. <laughs> it's a game changer. You'll love it once you. Once I, I you need get to. It, never I just. Go back. I'd love to do it. Yeah. I just got mine. I really don't like waiting, and so I'm just like, nah. Actually, I just shot it for the first time today, and uh, so I'm gonna like it. That that's a question I had for you. How much different was it? Like, how much did you have to adjust? So I shoot off of my uh, deck. And normally I get yelled at because I rattle the windows with my that. Uh, well, no, I'm not talking about the sound. I'm talking about your adjustment. Dude, I didn't. I didn't touch anything. Point of really? aim is right on. It was right on out to 300 actually. And, so, uh, so it was the same as what it was before. Yep. Perfect. I, I as far at 100 yards, it was identical to what it was before. So then I was like, well, I had a, a metal target out there at 300. I was like, well, hell, I'll just try it and see. Mm-hmm. And it, it was spot on at 300. And you're running the 30 cal can. It's a 30 cal. I, so I got the Dead Air Sandman S. Uh, it's a six. In, it's six inch. I didn't want anything real long. Uh, try to keep it a little more compact. And I probably gave up a little bit of performance by going shorter. I'm guessing. I don't know that for a fact. Cows, I'm guessing. Cows won't know. I yeah. guess <laughs> they'll well, never hear it. And that's the thing. Like it's not what you think. And I'm, I'm, for mine, I'm not going to get the most performance out because I'm shooting 223 at the moment. I'm going to get a new front end cap for it, and it'll help me a little bit. But the volume of it, I, I mean, it definitely you could tell a difference. You could definitely tell a difference. But what, what the biggest difference for me from shoot, like, again, I just shot mine literally 10 rounds out of it, but it was how dead it made the gun in your hands. Like, I just pulled the triggers, like shooting a 22, just pop. I mean, just there's no even attempt at recoil, just dead in your hands. You could stay right on the target. If I had to shoot a quick follow up shot, that's what I felt like made the biggest difference. Not necessarily the volume of, mm-hmm. of it. Which it did make a difference to where it wasn't, you know, it took out that, to me, it just took out that bang factor, yeah. like that that percussion, I would say. It's took still the, fairly, ring ear, the ring in ears out right, of it. Right, it's still fairly yeah. loud, but it's not. <clears throat> right. It took a, probably that upper third, I'd say, off of it. But uh, how dead it was, um, and I'd only shot one other suppressed gun before that. Calders. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy Calders. Yeah, my, yeah. my buddy Calders. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I just don't, I don't. I need to get a threaded barrel gun. Yeah. And I would, I mean, I guess my AR would yeah, your do the job, but I don't know. I kind of want to not it, spend the money on that gun to do that. It's right. definitely easier running on a bolt gun than an AR. Right. That's, yeah. that's you're, you're going to get into adjustable gas blocks, right. mm-hmm. uh, buffer springs, buffer weights. Gas in your face. Um, <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes that. You're going to start dumping dirty gas on top of your mag. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's why I haven't went down the road. I just need to yeah. get a gun that I could do that with. You guys want to know a funny story? Yes. Somebody in this room also applied for one the same time I did. Actually, before I did, a couple of weeks. <clears throat> he must be a felon and he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> you know, I wonder if ATF looks at my Facebook. They probably do. <laughs> Brandon is monitoring your shit. <laughs> you keep cheering for him and they don't know why. Yep. So do you run, uh, Calder, do you run suppression on all your guns or? Uh, all the coyote rifles I do. And. I mean, once you've shot suppressed, you're going to get your barrel straight. You're going to get the brakes on them. You're going to be able to switch that can from gun to gun because you're just never going to go back. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so much nicer. Uh, I'm running a Th- Thunder Beast Ultra 9. Uh, it's excellent, quiet. Got, I mean, point of impact shift is minimal. Just love it. <laughs> that one time I shot yours, I, I I think that one was quieter. Your 243 was quieter than what that 223 was. It's, it's whisper quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. But. I'm shooting a 30 cal can on it, and I I shoot it on my 204 or my 22 nozzle and the 243 Ackley. So nice. Do you change your front end cap? 
on uh, yours? No, or do you so just everything's, leave it? everything's welded together on that one. Oh, it's it all, is. All it titanium is. So, so now Thunder Beast runs, you either get a 30 or 6.5 can. They did away with their 22 cans because huh. uh, they're Gen 2, supposedly better than a straight 22 can huh. currently. And we say 22 would be like your 223, your 556. Five, mm-hmm. Previously, they had 22s. Um, and then 30 cals. Well, 6.5 is such a big deal. They jumped up to 6.5s and 30s Made it just now. just a little bigger. Yeah, we, we walked into a set last year in a tournament, and there's three of us, and we're walking in, and all of a sudden we see Coyote going across field, 300, 320 yards. And so we all laid down there in this open bean field, and, and I ended up taking the shot, and the guy looked at, over to me and said, was that you that shot? Like, they couldn't <laughs> even figure out who shot. Which one of you did? Yeah, so. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Russ, what you got? I know you got a – or do you not? What? Your suppressor. Uh, on a tournament gun, I don't run a suppressor just because of the fact that you two yahoos are still running <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Yeah. If I'm going to go deaf, it's going to be because of you guys. Well, that's the thing that's nice about that. If you got a coyote coming in on your left side and your buddy's sitting on your left side, he can't move. He's pinned. You know, you can swing the gun over there, and you're not going to blow his arms out. out. So – yeah, it, it would be nice if, if everybody ran yeah, a can. Exactly. Then we could run cans. That's why I actually ended up getting mine because he applied for his. I'm like, well, shit, that means he gets to shoot first. Hell no. <laughs> well, I mean, Andy, you don't shoot anyway. <laughs> One time. This One is time. going to be the best joke ever. <laughs> why do you even take a gun anymore? The, the going joke right now is just remember to push the button because he was more upset about not pushing the button really on the tactic was. cam than he was about not getting to shoot. Yeah, I really give a shit about not shooting. I'll be honest with you. Like I said earlier, I like calling. I do. I do too. I'm uh, not saying I'm good at it. I just like doing it because I feel accomplished when I do it. Uh, I was more mad at myself for not hitting the, just a, one button. One button, and that whole memory would have been saved on video. And But the second funny part about the story we didn't tell is Jared, the other guy we were with, we got out of the truck. We were starting walking across the field, and he goes – Oh, crap. I only brought three bullets. <laughs> yeah, the rest of it's still in the truck, and we've already climbed over the fence. And right. So it, he goes, I got a box of shells in the truck. That sounds like somebody else I know. <laughs> and we looked at each other like, we're not going to kill like more than three coyotes. Yeah. Like, we're joking about it, you know. So they shot these three coyotes, and he gets up and walks over and sits by us. And we're like, well, are we done? Are we going to try? I mean, you think we're having pretty quick. We're going to try any more. And he's like, I don't give a shit if you try any more. I can't shoot anymore. I'm out of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so at least Jared re- realized it as he was going in. I didn't realize it until after the second shot that I only had three. <laughs> well, the funny is we were so close to the truck. Like, we weren't that far. We just had crossed the gate. We could have easily grabbed them. Yeah. But, like, nah, ain't no big deal. Like, yeah. we're not going to – yeah, you're yeah, not going to have to We were literally them. from me to you, Nate, so 10 feet. I mean, <laughs> but, we, but it was across a fence. Across yeah. the gate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't – I hate crossing – I hate climbing <laughs> fences. <laughs> well, no, it was a metal gate. We were just, oh, okay. The we level of want to was yeah. not there. We were like, nah, it's no big deal. And well, he came over and was like, y'all ever, y'all ever seen a, uh, like a baby elephant fall on its back or something? And it's just like, you know, just, eh, you know. Can't say half. You know, just a baby animal that just doesn't know how to walk and falls down. And that's me when I climb fences. I've got a hunting partner. He's the, that's Dude, exactly I, him. Every, <laughs> every <laughs> other freaking every time. time. Don't, don't talk about Cody. Like, oh, I was going to name drop it. It's like an old turtle you leave out in the it's sun. It's a turtle. Thank you. It's, it's, a, it's a comedy. Every it's like time every time go. I'm like, shit, I'm falling, I'm falling, I'm falling. So didn't he break his foot last year and right it, before season? Yeah, and actually he, he broke his arm this year. So He broke his arm? Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm not – who is is this, Cody? Yeah. Cody, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm not as bad as that. I haven't <laughs> broke anything off crossing fences. Well, and did he hunt with the boot? He did. 
I mean, that's a trooper right he, there. He's a trooper. I'll give him that. <laughs> you got you to gotta give him some props there. And Absolutely. you know what makes it worse for me is this freaking guy to my left right here, Russell. He's like, hey, we're going, you know, we're going here. And then he's just like, toot, toot. Yeah, he's a ninja. I, I <laughs> over the fence, fast, and I'm just like, tall. eh, eh. <laughs> being tall, I move pretty fast. This guy, you don't matter with Colorado, it doesn't matter if it where it's at. He's gone. He just <laughs> levitates over Where'd the fence. Go? Just choo, choo. And I'm like, Russ, you've got to wait. I will take 20 minutes to get across this. <laughs> wait for me. I've got short legs. Will you hold my gun also? <laughs> I'm like jumping fences as long as I can jump. <laughs> uh, it's it's almost comical at this point. But we're like, I'll, I'll get almost across. I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. I'm going to make it over this fence. And then my foot's like an odd angle on the one side. I'm like, shit. I, I have something for you, too. What? I've got a little. You got a step stool for oh, me? Good. No, I've got aluminum. Um, T-post. T-post yeah. hanger. Those things goes scare on. me. You just clip it on the T-post, and then you have like a step to climb over. I've seen those. You, you might, they're great. You they're, might need two, great. but. <laughs> yeah, so you might need, might need two for one side, one for the other at least. It was a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to try that out. I mean, I got yeah. a pack with me. Dude, I'm telling you. I will look for, like, I will walk another 80 yards further down if it looks easier Absolutely. for me to cross. <laughs> is that is that your buddy? Uh, no, he, he's just going to go through it. He's going to go over the fence. It doesn't and matter. Just get hurt. He's going to get hurt. <laughs> but he's willing to do that. Every time. Hey, that's all you need. That's right. what, I'm always the last one because I'm like, hey, hey, hold my gun. Uh, can you hold my pack too? <laughs> can you can hold you my just, hand? Can you just carry me? <laughs> Do we want to talk about like uh, sounds and stuff that we've been having good success with? No, or? not really. <laughs> I mean, it's we so got a show coming up in a few weeks that might address that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've been—I'll tell you this—I've been learning a lot about like what I want to start with, and I mean, all that sort of stuff. But it depends on the time of year too. I think when you're hunting. Well, sure, but well, it's all time dependent. So I, I've had a lot of free times in the mornings this week, and I can tell you what doesn't work, <laughs> and that's pretty much everything on my call. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been rough. But. Yeah, I wonder if the weather's got something to do with that. I feel. I mean, it's been warm. Well, I mean, well, you guys think all the, all the deer hunters have yeah, been in the woods. All been, the coyotes are on edge. Yeah, they've There's been pressured. Oh, smells poor coyotes. And, <laughs> yeah, poor little guys. Right? <laughs> well, plus, it's a full moon right now, too. So if, it's, if yeah. the, the cloud cover's gone, they're moving. And then yeah. they held their... They're done by the time we're and the wind. The wind's just been crazy right yeah. here lately. Yeah, I mean, hell, you go try hunting in some of that. They're not even gonna freaking hear it, right? Yeah. Here's here's a question about the wind. So we hunted a tournament last year where it, it was windier than hell, um, and so we pretty much like every holler we set up right over top right. of it. Right. And uh, he ended up shooting one right. I mean, came right out in front of us. That was two years ago. Was that two years ago? I didn't yeah. say last year, did I? Yeah. <clears throat> In the wind, a certain mile an hour wind, is that what you will do? Will you hunt closer and more, um, you know, more smaller areas that you normally might not hunt in a normal setup? Sure. Sure. You just want to get it in real tight with them on yeah. those days. And, uh, I mean, typically you've got a speaker that's loud enough that you're going to be able to get through the wind anyways. Uh, we like to have several small parcels of land. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, the 600 acre properties, 500 acre properties are nice, but with a good call you can call those out you know with uh just like that so we like to bounce around go to different properties like that yeah smaller parcels see so like what what i was talking about what we did let's say we were on a how big is that farm you think the the house part 100 acres maybe 80 yeah. acres 80 and we literally took a 
a section, let's say, that was, you know, 80 acres long, I guess you'd call it, you know, if you took the length of an 80-acre spot. Right. And I think we did four sits in different ditches and haulers. Do you think? I don't think it was that Probably many two, sets. Two, three, two three. or three. And it wasn't until the very last one right. where we pulled her right up out of her, her den. And that's the thing. I mean, if – if you can get that coyote coming one. to you, it was the first one. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I've always found that coyotes are a whole lot faster get, getting across the field than I am. Uh-huh. So I want to get that vo- that sound out there and get them coming to me so I can get them in the truck, get them on to the next set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We might not have given them a good enough credit that they would have heard, heard right. it as right. my, right. I'm guessing, what we yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, they can hear a lot better oh, than yeah. what we think they can. Well, and like in the wind, I kind of treat it like I don't want to be in the wind, so I'm going to go find someplace low and thick to break the wind, and right. that's where I'm going to go call. Because mm-hmm. if I was a coyote, I'd be down there out of the wind. And that's but what she was. Right. In, the, in the sun, typically. Yeah. 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 So. In the sun, out of the wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. But, yeah, and <laughs> that kind of sucked because you lost your shooting sticks that day, too, didn't you? On I, went, that? I went back. Did you find them? <laughs> I went back. Nice. So he didn't have to go to Walmart and get his dowel rods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have the the first set of, set of shooting sticks I've ever owned. Is two air, old arrows of his tied together with rubber bands. Uh, we, were huh? we were in a pinch. We were in a pinch. Were we? That was like the night before a tournament, and you're oh, like, yeah. "Hey, I, I don't have what anything. do you guys use?" <laughs> yeah, like, "Oh crap! If it works, it works." Yeah, yep. yeah. I still got them. I'm like, man, I don't want to throw them away. I mean, they technically do the job. Yeah, I mean, I still carry an old set in my truck just in case. <laughs> Calder's got – Yeah, there's a, there's a pack. Whenever I go kite hunting, there's a pack. you got different Do you take a trailer when you go uh, – you got no, a trailer but we got a quad cab, so that helps. <laughs> <laughs> That's good on the phone. Nice. I mean, I can't say we're much different because – No, we aren't. Every set we go to, I mean, I got my call. Austin's got his call. Well, and we got burnt right off the bat that first year whenever yeah. you bought yours. I put bad batteries in my yeah. Lucky Duck and, and so quit. Every year's a learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> so we just we got backups upon backups. Yep. Yeah. I've got an Everly stock that's it's packed for any occasion and I just it's it weighs forty six pounds and just get used to it and go carry it. It is what it is. Yeah. So. You carry in forty six pounds every time? Yep. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> hey, I'll leave it right truck. now. When you're used to it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm I mean, not saying. I mean, but well, I say it's 46 pounds. It also has my rifle in it, right? So okay. my hands are oh, free. So your hands are free. So when we cross a fence, I'm the one who holds rifles. That I mean, is kind of nice because I just hand Austin my gun. And I just it's it makes life easy. I mean, I never realized how like how start, not having to carry. I need to start hunting with Austin. Go back. Hey, hold my gun <laughs> as I try to make it across this. <laughs> I'll take the bulk carrier group out of yours before you get across the fence. <laughs> I get I, because you're the, you always carry the call, mm-hmm. and then so I literally the only thing I really take in is rangefinder, yeah. binoculars, freaking selfish bastards, a chair if I'm taking that, and you know my shooting rest of my gun. So it's not, and when we started, it was throw a gun over a shoulder and grab a chair, right? And now it's okay. Well, we got a tripod. You got your chair. Yeah. Somebody's got the call, and it's like you know what. I bit the bullet, spent the money, got the backpack that I could do everything with. I mean, I use my Alps pack yeah, is what yeah, I got. Yeah. I mean, it works great for it. It's probably a little bigger than what I really need, but, I yeah. mean, it works just fine. What was the pack that you had when we first started? Like, I say we first, when I first started going with you, you probably still have use it. But I think I run that, the Sly Dog. Sly Dog. Yeah. That's what it was. I love that thing. Yeah. So that's like a specifically for coyote yeah. type bag? Yeah. Okay. It kind of had like a uh, – a string bag on the back of it you can put your call in. 
but then it also had the legs that kicked out. It had the little rod that kicks out. And oh, for a back. Then a nice foam mm-hmm. seat. And, so it's kind of like the turkey vest, only it was a It's kind of like the Predator like Packer, the Alf's turkey, turkey right. vest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is what I started with, and then I switched to, I think it's the Alps Pursuit pack now, which is just, you know, I think more like their white yeah. tail packs. Yeah. But it's got that, uh, it's got a, a rifle what sling, do you call sling. that sling on the on the back? I actually use that for my tripod. Right. I fish that through there, hold, and then I actually carry my gun yeah. or sling it. I, I would also, yeah. I wouldn't want to be walking in and see a coyote. And That's my, then my gun's fear. in my pack. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, well, don't worry. I, I practiced <laughs> reaching over my back and pulling it out. So well, we know it, it works. You know what? You say that, and then Mike and I had that happen last yeah. year when we were hunting. Yeah, we and went up north. Our dumbasses, instead of like getting throwing our tripods off the back, you know, getting them set up. No, we just freaking unleashed World War Two <laughs> on these running coyotes. Right. <laughs> Probably shot, what, six, seven rounds at them? Oh, yeah. Didn't hit shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, well, we had a spot that it was notorious. We always tried starting our day there, and it seemed like no matter what, we were always behind. So we'd pull up there as it's getting light, and you could see a coyote standing in the field. Well, obviously that coyote's not going to come to a call because it knows there's a truck there because it watched the truck pull in. So we changed the whole way we started our, our morning, where we parked everything to start this for this one spot. And, I mean, I know it was blind-ass luck, but we, we went to go about it a different way. We crest the hill, and it's starting to get light and snow on the ground. You're like, there's a coyote right over there, and it's 400 yards away. We see it, but it doesn't see us. <laughs> and how long how long did we jack with this coyote trying to get it to commit? We probably, it was probably five to ten minutes, something like that. I mean, so, in the snow, I think we had like six, eight inches of snow on the ground that had been on the ground for better part of a week. We were like, screw it. We hit the, hit our knees. We unload or we get our backpacks off. We set up tripods. I mean, we did all but put our chairs out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we weren't jacking with trying to get the, the uh, call out. So Jared grabbed a hand call and started blowing on it. He howled at it first. And it didn't like it. It picked up its mouse that it was playing with and turned and walked Took away. Took its toy and it was leaving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he goes to a, a rabbit and it turned around and came back and sat down on its butt and just started barking at us. Because it could see that there were three things over there then, but it couldn't tell what anything was. And and I think that's the difference between what you guys did correct and what we did wrong. <laughs> You, you you set your tripods up and you know took a good shot at it. Where as him and I, we just we had our rifles ready. We were carrying them, and these what, what happened was the spot we were going to go sit. There was two coyotes laid down there. there I mean, were, they, they were, were literally we right were going to go, we go sit, sit right there, right. and that's where. The and we got within looking. twenty yards of them, and then they're like gone. Yeah, but they they saw you. They saw us. Yeah, and see, this one didn't they have a clue we were no there clue. until yeah. we started calling. Sure. So. But I think if he and I would have just been smart and grabbed our tripods, threw our guns on there, we would have had a probably a hundred and fifty yard shot at both of them. Yeah, you probably could have barked them to a stop, maybe. And maybe. no, they stopped and looked back at us. Oh. We we scared. We they heard us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we were like freehand just hamped. <laughs> like, you know. and uh, On this episode of what not to do. Yeah. What not to do, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, they got about 150 yards away and both stopped and looked back. Yeah. Um, now they obviously immediately started running after right. that. But, you know, had we got ourselves set up, you get yourself ready for that. Mm-hmm. But you learn. That was the only two we saw all the day that, no, we killed one for I th- sitting. I yeah, think a lot of all of this, some of it ha- always has to be luck, but – when you do have the coyote in front of you is reading the body language of that animal. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the more you start to see. And, I mean, just watching YouTube videos, 
may help me and my son Owen. We'll sit on the couch on Saturday morning and watch an hour's worth of coyote hunting. Mm-hmm. And you can be like, oh, watch, this one's going to stop here in just a minute. And it's a video we haven't seen before. It just You can tell by the body language of the coyote. Start the bouncing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I mean, every time I get a chance to watch Heath Baker's live feeds, I'll watch those. We're back. I'm watching John Collins all the damn time on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On his tooth and claw stuff. and Yeah, I watched his one the other day where he killed the coyote, then the bobcat, then the coyote. And it's like, man, you can't even make this stuff up. But, but you do. I mean, you start learning. Oh, yeah. And, like, I love – one thing I do love about John is he does the uh, stand, stand breakdowns. Stand breakdowns after the fact, yeah. And I try listening to – I don't know exactly if it's going in that order, but I'll try to listen to how – like, what calls he's – how he's starting. And um, it's either him or Heath talks about, like, 80% of what they – they're using coyote vocals. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're not really using, like, rabbits and stuff where – I I did that a lot up front. I think it's Heath that says that. I think that. everybody does. You mean you, yeah, you start out calling with a rabbit call. That's right. what you do. Well, and the more you do it, the more you start seeing stuff. When you switch to vocals and start figuring the vocal game out, then you go back and look, and your mentality kind of shifts to everybody and their brother has a call. I mean, I don't know how many times I used to go out with my Primos Alpha Dog, which nothing wrong with that call, but everyone has them because they're fairly cheap. And I'd throw it out, and I'd turn on Rabbit, and I'd sit there for 15, 20 minutes with Rabbit blaring. And, I mean, yeah, it used to work, but now damn near every coyote's an educated coyote. Unless you're going into the middle of a section that there's one house in the entire damn section, you're you're calling educated dogs. Right. So. Yeah, switch it up. Got to yeah. try different stuff. I, I used to be the one that swore, like, no, that doesn't work here. It doesn't work around here. And call that's how it actually happened he's like let me come down and show you and he did and i was like there's no way this coyote just howled at me at nine o'clock yeah. like, mm-hmm. that morning whatever and that's that's what i really enjoy is when the coyotes get vocal with you and you can you can hear the way they're responding whether challenging or you know i like to get them ticked off i want them to yep. come charging after me i mean yeah. and yeah. the rabbit you know your distress calls they're always going to circle downwind and if you can get vocal with them, then a lot of times they'll just they're just gonna come straight coming straight to you. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, there's there's who's, a coyote that I don't know that's in my territory. Yeah, who's in my territory? Who am like, I gonna go kick ass? Like the so, dust trail. Yeah. Now this this might change different parts of the year, but do you do you start off with coyote vocals? Typically, yeah. I I, I really don't use a whole lot of distress calls at all. Typically. I said we weren't gonna talk about calling, but we. But are. here we are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not really specific. It's more. I mean. So do you like? Are you do you start soft? Like, let's just say with like a, a female. It, it just depends on the time of year. I yeah. mean, but yeah, typically you're gonna start with a, a lone howl, just saying, "Hey guys, I'm over here." You don't want to communicate with that dog, and then you want to find out if he's, you know, ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Just kind of saying hi back, or if you can get him ticked off and come charging. Yeah. So, and obviously, breeding season's a little different than that. So. And I. I kind of listened to something that Heath had said too that I didn't really think about, I guess, before you hear it is not every coyote is an aggressive alpha. Absolutely not. Yeah. And so, like, you don't start off like, hey, screw you, dude. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to freaking beat your ass. That coyote doesn't want any part of it. He's going to run off. Right. Yeah. He's, a lot of them are not yeah. alphas. Right. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> and different parts of the country are, are like that. I mean, you got to Colorado and Wyoming. They're, they've got a lot bigger territory and there's a lot more scarce food source. So, if there's another coyote in their area, they're going to want to run them out. Mm-hmm. They get out of here. That's yeah. just mine. Yeah. 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 That's cool. The, I don't know. The funnest thing is when you do get that alpha to respond oh, to yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Because you know. When they come in scratching and oh. all bristled up, ready to fight, those are the ones that are fun to kill. You just hear it and you're like, 
oh, shit, that one meant business. Yeah. Like, all right. He mad. So are you going to tell this story or do you want me to tell it? I, you can go for it. But it was that was the first time it's ever happened to me, and it was probably my favorite. So one. It, it was like a light bulb came Don't, on for it us. It happens to all of us, Andy. We uh, we went out to a spot that, and we called it from a different way because the it was was it May? Uh, June. Okay, so corn was coming up. Corn so. was like three foot tall. Beans were maybe three inches tall, and uh, we went out to this spot. We knew that there's a lot of coyotes in the cornfield area. Set up we. I think we howled right off the bat and instantly got a howl back, or two howls back, excuse mm-hmm. me. And then you can see the heads. They're jumping in the corn trying to see as they're running to us. Two of them come out, and Andy and I are both with different rifles than what we usually run because he had just bought one. I just got the one I'm running now. And I had sent mine to get threaded. So here I am with an AR, and I'm like, Brandon, I hate ARs. And Do you own any? I own like four. Can I have them? No. <laughs> but, uh, I had that. So, <laughs> can I pet that dog? These two, these two come in and we both miss. I mean, we whiff big time. But we knew we both shot once and we stopped. Like, we're not going to blow this out because we're two minutes into this. We run through some sounds. He hits a, a pup distress of some kind and it plays for like 45 seconds and he turns it off. I'm like, man, a challenge how right behind that, behind that sounds good. And I told him that. And he's, he looks down, and he's pushing buttons. And then, boom, you get this real aggressive challenge. And I look at him, he's like, that was perfect. He looks at me and shakes his head and goes, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. And I'm like, challenge it back. So he challenges it back. And when they go back and forth from it, and then he goes pup distress again. And I'm looking through the scope, and this coyote came from at least 500 yards. Oh, if not, I think it was farther than that. And so when I see it, I tell him, okay, I see it. And I start watching it through the scope. I seen the dirt trail before I seen the coyote. And you literally you had a dust running. trail behind this coyote. He was oh, running he... so hard. Bristled up. I mean, just a big, big aggressive coyote. And he runs in and he's running to us, it seems like forever, and all of a sudden he plants his feet, it slides to a stop and takes off at a ninety degree angle. Well, I'm like, Oh shit, he's he's busted us and I I cracked a couple rounds at him. Obviously I shouldn't have, but I we did. We completely screwed the whole thing up. <laughs> uh, and we, we muffed a beautiful setup. Oh. We just totally annihilated it. And I looked at Andy when we get done. I was like, why did he break and run? I'm like, he goes, Austin, he hit the call. He ran the over call, top of the call. The call's at 60 yards. I thought he was still 300 yards away. You I were just, watching him through the scope. Yeah, the I got time. such tunnel vision watching through the scope. and He had his head down, and like it was like a, a pissed-off dog at a mailman barking. All the way across that field. It literally was oh, a pissed off dog. Right. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. But I'm like, yeah. You, yeah. You. It was. It was like me. a Rottweiler after the mailman is what it was. Yes. It was like nothing you'd ever seen before. Yeah. They hit that call and he kind of looked back and talked. Like took off running and it was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like it was confused. And then once we missed the next shot, it was like, oh nope, gone. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. So we'll probably so never see that one again. <laughs> about like coyote hunting, uh, and why, you know, in the last handful of years i've gotten really excited and i mean all of us mm-hmm. have really gotten much bigger into it calder you've probably been doing it a lot longer but there's so many different scenarios and different experiences yeah, you experiences can have hunting. like i love deer hunting yeah and i love deer hunting more than i do coyote yeah. hunting i will say that but you'll learn you'll learn <laughs> it's dude i used to think calder was crazy i thought like dude there's no way like i okay go have fun with the dogs. I, I don't i'm gonna go kill this buck over here on the wall yeah if it, I'm getting to the, I'm that point. I'm I'm with 
I'm it's not quite there yet. Mid September through damn close. December first, you're probably never going to get me out of a tree stand yeah. for Andy. Anything. How many times do we but coyote hunt between September and December first? More than I want to admit. Yeah, we, I I know for 100 percent certainty we coyote hunted more than we deer hunted. I'll I'll like coyotes for about eight months. Right, but anyways, uh, that's the difference. Is you know deer hunting, you you learn a lot of different things too, but it's it's a different type of experience coyote hunting so fast-paced it is yeah you know with that sort of stuff but i mean you know it's like learned a lot from this jag off next to me you know i mean what i don't think he's even still on the show anymore he yeah he hadn't said a word stuff. in like 30 minutes what what's <clears throat> some stuff that you i mean what's the craziest freaking thing you've been involved in as far as what a dog's done back to you i really haven't had that much crazy things vocal going interactions on. with not, him. not not necessarily no well, you've had some a lot of stuff okay, I got night one. hunting. I got we one talked for this earlier. freaking guy. The the story we told earlier, where that dog was five yards in front of me, come right out next to him, hit the hit the call. We kill that coyote, and the next thing you know, Russell is just <laughs> gone. I mean, gone. Hundred yards away, we see him jump over a creek and just <laughs> and we're like, where the. F- what? Where did he, was, he go? He, he was like running to your house. We thought he had to shit or yeah, like he must take a shit because like he is gone. I wouldn't run, bud. We That's see, not good. We see him run. That's Next thing you know, you good. see like five white tail take off. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is Russell doing? You know, some time goes by. He comes back, and I'm like, dude, what did you? What was going on? He goes, you did not see that other coyote. We shot that coyote. There was another one. That was coming from the direction we were calling. We he, was, were, he was about 200 yards behind the coyote yeah, that we yeah, killed. Right. And when we shot that one, that one took off. Okay. And he tried freaking <clears throat> cutting the damn thing off. And I've, I, dude, he was Usain Bolt speed. Like he was <laughs> going to catch that bastard. It was crazy. <laughs> so I hit the bottom of the creek and I jumped over the creek. The next two steps, I kicked the possum. <laughs> Didn't even see it. <laughs> Gone. Oh man, that's not unlike Russell. To, no, exactly. <laughs> Me, him, and Austin, it was been several years ago. Uh, he's like, I know where there, I th- think I know where there's a den. Snow's on the ground, probably six inches of snow. I think I know where there's one at. And, uh, okay, so we go, we walk all the way across this field, and we set up. Austin's on the far side. I'm in the middle. Russell's there. And uh, Russell, I mean, we just sit down. He starts hand calling. I mean, I'm talking 30 seconds. All of a sudden, pow. Oh, shit. And you see him hop a fence and sprint. So I just follow him. <laughs> we shot at this guy. It was safe shots. Had backdrops, everything. It was farther than shots I've ever taken. But that coyote was sitting there dancing, and we got, still didn't hit the damn thing. I'm gonna tell you, like, if it's possible, he's going to make it happen. And it's un- like I'm not talking about just coyote hunting. Unorthodox, like that animal's there and he's gonna die. I don't care if it's you know I've got to do something. <laughs> so like. I, I will never forget that, well, that whole sequence. You know, my gun not working, the damn thing running right at me. And I'm just like, yeah, great, I can't shoot you in the face. And it's then, bayonets. like, next thing you know, I'm like, man, that was cool. And then Russell's just, the hell did Russell go? <laughs> and we're sitting there, the three of us. Because you got to take a shit. Like, what, <laughs> what's weird. the deal? And uh, it, what's crazy to me is it's it's nice to hunt with a guy who's real observant. Not, the other three of us did not see that other dog. Right. Yeah. He did. You and know, 200 yards away after the shot, not thinking about what else could be going on around oh, yeah. you. Uh, Typically, if you get one dog called in, there's there's more coming. Because mm-hmm. they did not come from the same area. Right. Those are, 
I mean, and how did not, you even see him? What What were you doing? Were you paying attention, or what was your just? I'm not focused on the dead. whether whether it's deer or not. If I shoot something, there's I'm looking at the bigger picture. Something moving. I don't, I don't, I don't get target. Too, I don't yeah. get too excited over pull, pulling that trigger. Right. I mean, there, there's more out there. You are a sociopath. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. I'm going to kill them there, all. There's always another opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. especially in cat hunting, there's, there's always one more that you didn't see oh, yeah. in the tree line, in that waterway. There's. Yeah. And see, I feel we have to kill him too because he's a witness. Oh, I know. That's. <laughs> yeah. That, be, nothing nice. gets away. It'd, it'd be nice right. to know how many coyotes you actually call in that you just don't see. That's oh, nice. yeah. oh, man. Yeah. I'm curious on that one. Yeah. I, I've got a spot that I've called three times because someone they called me and asked me to come kill coyotes because they were coming up to the people's house. And I got done calling the first time, got to my truck, drove to the opposite side of the farm, was leaving, and happened to see a coyote in the waterway and set up and was able to get that get rid of that one. But uh, the, uh, this farm, I've called it at three different times, and I've never called a coyote into the call. Yeah. And it's one of those things where... You know they're there because right. when there's three of them standing there waiting whenever the little girl goes out to feed the dog so they can fight the dog for the dog food, you know the coyotes are there. But Dude, some of those bastards are pretty brazen today nowadays too. Depends on the time of the year for sure. Uh, yeah, you We get- had uh, two nights ago, my son went outside to feed our cat, and there was a coyote, you know, in my house. Mm-hmm. You know how the, the driveway goes down to the shop? Mm-hmm. It was just on the other side of the gravel. Toward the house. Nice. And Caden runs in. Dad, there's a coyote outside. And, of course, when it saw Caden, it took off. But I was I was hoping it was hunting our cat. It would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm like, you shouldn't have went outside. It could have won. Yeah. But o- opening day of rifle season, the, we had a slight wind, and it was fairly cold, around here anyway. And uh, me, my wife, my dad, and the neighbors, good friends of ours, we all hunt. I mean, we're, we're – it's uh, – probably a half mile from each other but it's different farms and different pieces of timber and all this stuff well so i'm the farthest one to the east and i i get my stand get comfortable and of course we got in real early it's still dark and you get this just insane warning barks just boom they hit and it's like it's still so dark that it makes the hair stand up on your neck and and because they're so loud Mm -hmm. and i text my wife because i knew she had made it to the stand and uh i text her and said those are warning barks. That coyote smells you. If he comes out in the daylight, he's educated. Get rid of him. And uh, she texts me back. She goes, that is at least 600 yards from me. And her and I were 300 yards apart. I thought, there's no way. So I start texting my dad and texting my buddy. And they start telling or my buddy texts back talking about how it scared the crap out of him. He's walking to the deer stand. I'm like, oh, okay, so you bumped it in the middle in the dark and all this. My dad texts me. He goes, I can see its silhouette. It is a hundred yards from me, standing here barking, and it runs towards me twenty yards and barks again, like it's trying to challenge me. And he goes, if it's still here when it gets light enough to shoot, I'm killing him. <laughs> Luckily for him, he decided he was getting the heck out of there because uh, he was getting ready to have a bad Also, day. when your dad started barking back at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you never know with him. <laughs> what's, uh, what's one of the crazier ones? You, I mean, have you been involved with something just pretty cool like that? Man, we, we had experience last weekend. We got uh, got one called out of a fence row, saw it at 438 yards, starts coming in. 
ends up sitting down on his butt, 387. Asked my buddy, you got it? He's like, no, I don't, I don't think I want to take that shot. So I got on it, give it about 10 inches of elevation, shot, dead coyote. And then we're sitting there, and he says, here comes another one. And that coyote actually came up to the other coyote that we had just shot and just bit onto it, threw it up in the air. Started, oh, yeah, it started oh, wow. like it was going to wow. kill it. I mean, so that was a pretty cool experience. And that was just, just last weekend. Did you get the second one? Uh, we didn't. We ended up missing that one. So Dang. Dang. He was kind of lunging in whenever we were shooting. And yeah. I don't know. It happens. <laughs> wow. Uh, we've, we've had some out in Colorado where you, you see a group post up. There's like three of them. They'll start working their way in, and then there's another coyote that comes and breaks, cuts them off, and basically tries to stop them to say, "Hey, there's something not right up there. You guys don't want to keep going." Really? Yeah. So that was that was some pretty cool experience hmm. on that. Do you but, ever pick out the male versus the female, female versus male? Uh, yeah, sure. Do you go down that route? I, I don't. I mean, if if it's close and I can get them on the ground, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's it's probably better to go ahead and shoot the female first because the male's gonna. He'll he'll stick around and find out what's going on. Sometimes I've always heard the sometimes. male will give you the look back. Yeah, a female just peace She's out, gone. but a male will give you a look back and see where that yeah. females are smarter. Absolutely, <laughs> that's kind of a given. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, it's it's true in most every species of animal. But absolutely, man, every every year every coyote hunting trip is an experience. I mean, it's always different. Right, it's always fun. Man. Yeah, always and, good and time. around breeding season and whenever you can get them vocal and get them pissed off, that's when it's really fun. So nice. So I'm going to throw a hypothetical to you, Calder. You have the opportunity, you get to pick a day where you've got eight coyotes in the back of the truck or a 170-inch deer. Uh, Which day are you taking? I'm going for the 170-inch deer because thank you. That coyote stuff happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that was Eight, Tuesday. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Eighth coyote was Tuesday. Uh, so, I don't, so don't want to talk a lot of shit. Maybe these numbers, numbers were skewed in this. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I want to throw out another hypothetical for you. You have an opportunity to be on the Missouri Woods and Water JV team Ooh. for a coyote tournament. <laughs> You're going to be on that team, right? I'd like to, or I'd or like to jump in there. Or would you rather be varsity? You want to bring up the JV. Who's got better ground? Who's got more ground? Well, I think, I think Andy and I totaled up. I think we're right around 20,000 yeah, 20, acres. Shh. Oh, was I <laughs> supposed to say that? I'm not going to answer. That's pretty strong. Pretty strong. <laughs> I'm not going to answer. So... Just I'd be so willing to go know. anytime with anybody. I don't care. I am, if you got coyote ground, let's go <laughs> so hunt coyote. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. And what, what I think is interesting. Too, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What was all that one in a million talk? <laughs> is callers up around Cameron area, and we're here in Lafayette County, and this is true for all across the state. You know, our listeners are going to be from different areas here. We don't have a lot of cattle pastures here. Not really. In no. Lafayette County, there's not a lot. A lot of crops. So we're calling timber and crop ground. Um, you know, we're getting ditches, draws, CRP, you know, a little bit of CRP mm-hmm. when we can. And if there is a cattle pasture, we're, you probably going to be hitting it or somewhere close to it. Mm-hmm. Brandon, where you're at there, I mean, that's probably a little bit of the opposite or pretty it's, balanced. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good mix. It's, it's, it's really quite a bit balanced. of crop yeah. up there too, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's this, this show was really, I mean, coyote season obviously is pretty much all year long. We all know that, but you know, this show was really to talk, I mean, just to kind of kick off, you know, deer season's winding down in Missouri. And so we're all kind of, I'm starting to shift, you know, like I was saying before, I love coyote hunting, but I love deer more. Oh, yeah. My my mind is starting to shift over to the dogs. Yep. And uh, Andy, you know. how did your shift go from deer to coyotes? 
when you tagged I mean, out. I'll be 100% honest. There's a text message that was sent was, should I shoot this deer? It's limping. And he said, well, you want to go coyote hunting tomorrow? I said, what? I said, hang on a second. I said, shoot tax bill. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, have, I have proof of that one. Yeah. But uh, it was an easy shift, I'll be honest with you. I don't know why. I'm addicted at the moment. So I don't know what's. I like the uh, challenge. I mean. That's what it is uh, for me. Spring turkey season, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Archery, big bucks, that's what I'm chasing. And then coyotes. And I like the challenge of the coyotes. Yep. Uh, oh, don't get me wrong. Like, coyotes have moved firmly into my number two right. oh, yeah. spot. I, I mean, I'll, the thing I like about coyote hunting is you can do it with your buddies. Right. And it's always a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Joking, jacking around out yeah. and, you know. And it's so different than deer hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's fast-paced. Even yes. if you do a full-hour sit, yeah. you know, like, some guys sit longer, mm-hmm. some go quicker. Even if it's a full hour, it's still an hour. Yeah. You know? What would you guys say your average sets are? 20 minutes. Yeah. In tournaments tournaments or just like a weekend hunt? Uh, Tournaments would. Tournaments, I'd probably say that 20 to 25 minutes. Mm hmm. Well, we. You? Last Saturday. I would say typically 20 minutes. I mean, it just depends on if, you know, if the dogs are working real fast, then. You know you can just keep on rolling through your stands. If they're taking some time to get in, then sometimes it pays to, to sit around a little bit longer. Yeah, it's it's like one of them deals, like, will it pay off? Right. I'll sit there for an hour if you can say, hey, there's going to be two dogs right. at 55 minutes. Right. But, but how, then you uh, s- no sit there for that hour, and yeah. then you're like, oh, shit, that yeah. was a waste. But how do you ever know unless you sit there for that 55 <clears throat> minutes? I mean, I guess I, if your first couple stands, you kill them in 20 minutes. I suppose it, it depends on your, you know, your sets. If you've got nothing but one ditch here that you're calling out, obviously it's going to be a quick set if they're they're either there or they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of like for us, we're able to gauge that off of talking to your team, Nate, or talking mm-hmm. to Calder because we all text throughout the day, and if it's nine o'clock and we're all, we just finished our second set, or say ten o'clock and we just finished our second set, and. You get a text message, and he says, hey, Calder's team's got three coyotes, and we're sitting on zero. It's like, all right. You guys want to go to McDonald's? When do you start rolling, <laughs> when you start rolling through some What's stuff? What's Helen making yeah. for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a great point. That's one of my favorite things about our tournaments around here. We have a third party here that might be able to settle the correct way to do this. What? Because there's, oh, there's you mean lunch? Varsity and JV have a very big conflict as far the as The JV goes. team gets a home-cooked meal by his mother. Ooh. For for lunch, in, any a, any tournament we've done, she's always okay. Cooked lunch, yeah. And uh, so you know, we spend a little longer on our lunch than they do at McDonald's. We're right? McDonald's or Subway app and keep rolling. Yeah, right? it's it's through the drive through and keep yeah. rolling. Yeah, I've now what do, what do I now know do? one human being though that after they eat a nice meal, gets right. cranky. Right, and it's this guy right here. <laughs> yeah, he gets worse. <laughs> like you I, think you got a nice full belly, this dude gets get cold nap. and cranky. I get cold, man. He does, and I will take a nap. <laughs> he does. Don't you threaten me with a good time? <laughs> We're sitting there on the set, and Russell's <laughs> <laughs> scared to live in shit. I mean, he starts to call so, it again. So that's that's the thing. I mean, I I don't like to have a full belly. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to I want to stay light. I want to stay. You know, I don't want to get lazy feeling. Uh, try to pack snacks. Keep plenty of water in the truck. You know, monster here and there. But uh, so we're not so opposed you, to stopping by uh, Casey's every once in a while. Okay, you know? <laughs> so you guys don't even go to like get a lunch. Typically, just no. I mean, we're trying all day. If, if we're if we're in in the dogs, pretty good. If we got four or five in the truck, we got to keep rolling because throw the deer jerky in. The, don't don't yeah, get me wrong. We we would have no issue with that. But when your mother in law says, "Hey, I've got 
some spaghetti here for you guys or whatever. She's already made it whether you're around right. or not. Like, it's right. made. She's not asking you. I, She's I basically saying, hey, it's, it's lunchtime. When, when I get done one? with a hunt <clears> and yeah. I am completely wore out and, and Corey's got something, you know, made for you when you get back, that, that home-cooked meal after the long day of being out there in the cold and the wind, and it's it's nice to have that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Corey, with Helen, you got to give him just lunch meat sandwiches. Try to only. earn it. You got to earn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Did you win anything? Well, no, it's bologna for you. Yeah. It's pig asshole for you. <laughs> oh, that, you know, I, we're just excited. I mean, it's it's that time. Say, is that how long uh, we've hour, been on? We've been on this for hour forty. That might be one of our longer ones. Wow. Yeah, we like I said, I knew this there was, was going to be no a long good BS quality session. content, but uh, we were talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we actually hit any uh, good. Yeah. Well, I don't think we were supposed to. I think yeah. we were just kind of BSing anyway. I knew when yep. six guys got together to talk about you know their excitement level, and it was going to be. I was, I was going to try to pick Calder's brain a little more, to be honest. Keep with going, dude. What do you got, bro? There's <laughs> not a go. lot in here, guys. <laughs> not a lot. Pick, go ahead and pick a little bit there, Andy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that we want this many witnesses to what we pick, that, though, because we true might too. need this information that's for ourselves. What, um, what percentage of dogs would you say come in at, let's say, under five minutes? Uh, it just depends on the time of year. I mean, it, it depends on the day. Listen, Calder, we're going to need numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to need sounds, uh, times, yeah. Percentages, numbers. exact numbers. This GPS is a freaking podcast. We're trying to – you know, get some hard numbers. It, it always changes. <laughs> uh, it seems like with the distress stuff, you know, as I started out, uh, I was it would take a little bit longer, and obviously the dogs were circling downwind. They are coming in a little bit more cautious. Mm-hmm. Once I uh, went to Rick Plymouth's, uh seminar, he was the one that put on the Bethany hunt that, you know, they had like 466 teams the last year. Mm-hmm. They, they Dear did that Lord. just put an amazing tournament on. Uh, are they doing that again? They're not. No. They, they haven't done it in a couple of years here. Yeah. Uh, Luke Plymel. I got several calling tips, uh, tips from them on the vocals and stuff, and I, I would say that the coyotes are, if they're not there within 10, 15 minutes, it's time to be going, hmm. especially with the louder vocals. And a lot of guys say that you want to you want to start out soft and quiet. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard a dog that is, you get to their house, if you're in their area, they're wound up, pissed, pissed off, you know, they're ready to yeah. run I, you out of there. That makes I, sense. I've never heard a coyote house softly. No. Yeah. That makes sense. If you're close to them at all, they're they're pretty loud. So I like to, to run the volume up pretty good and get them rolling in. Trying to visualize a, a coyote trying to like half-ass it, like oh no, they, yeah, you don't, you don't hear them. Yeah. You don't hear them. Like, uh, hey, <laughs> how, does, how does that work? No, uh, I kind of might talk to you about it. Yeah, it's just they're either talking or they're not. Yeah, either. right. But like you said, your your goal. I mean. You like getting a pistol. I like I mean, them that's just, fired up, ready yeah. to come in and ready to fight. Yeah. Do you try to pick out a boundary line and try to step into their door? Absolutely. Or? If you if you get some howling back and you know they're just not breaking loose, if if you've got permission on the property or whatever, if you can get closer or circle around a different side and try to dress, get in their area, you know, if they're aggressive, that's what you got to do. So we we tried some of this last week because we, we usually – if we hear them howling – a quarter mile away, we're not going to go after them, even if we have the, the ability to. Right. We just we set tight. We let them try and work to us, and it either works or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But we got up and moved last week about – we moved about 250 yards and set up again. Of course, it had gotten lighter and everything kind of shut down because of this time of year. But how often do you guys – will you guys say, okay, they're, they're not going to come to us fast enough. We need to cut the distance. Right. Uh, I mean, around here, I, I – you know the properties I'm calling are smaller. You know when you go out west, uh, you can hear them a long ways away, and you mm-hmm. can tell that those coyotes are fired up and they're aggressive. That they're probably not going to make it. You're you're no two or three miles away. Okay. It's time to 
pack up and move, especially when you get big public ground out yeah. the west and stuff like that. But okay. get right in on top of them, and and you can get them called right in. So. With our scenario, I think there's a boundary line in there that we've kind of there's some people witnessed before that where we heard the coyotes and where we were. I think is is possibility that they just wouldn't cross that fence or right. cross that. That. Just just make a, a bookmark in your mind and go mm-hmm. back to that spot and set up different and get right on top of them. And yeah. typically, they I think they will keep that boundary, whether you kill that dog or the next dog fills in. Mm-hmm. They kind of keep that same boundary right. because the other coyotes around them kind of keeps them in check. Right. Yeah. And those scents are still there. You know, they, they smell the, the other coyotes in their areas and markings and stuff. So Cool. Hmm. We didn't touch on uh, thermals very much. Not really. Uh, I mean, Missouri, obviously. Missouri, now we have a, <coughs> basically a 30-day season where we can. Uh, uh, it's two months. 60. It's through yep. February. Uh, through March. February yeah, my bad, my bad. Yep. February 1st through March 31st. Yep. Um, and uh, that started last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the coldest freaking year mm-hmm. to start. Yeah, and it was yeah. fun. And I was telling Calder a story, like, before we started about our very first night hunt, the very first set we called in two dogs and i'm like all right they get to get closer and then next thing you know they bust you and they were 50 <laughs> yards yeah. in front of you yeah. yeah you don't realize you know with thermal scopes the depth perception is weird curve, yeah yeah definitely. do you call differently at night in the day uh I, as far as my setup goes i mean you can you can stand out in the middle of an open field i mean right. you're not going to want a silhouette you know if you've got a little bit of light in the sky you're, right. you're still going to want to be not silhouetting and not moving and stuff like that but it's i mean the coyotes are just so much more brave at night and they're they're kind of packed up to where you can call. You can just go out in the middle of a field and call. Are you, are you more aggressive though? Is what I'm saying like with your calling, like it just depends on the response you get whenever right. they start howling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I um, learned last year. I think it was we did a show, and I don't remember who we learned this from. So sorry, but I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that coyotes aren't. They don't see that great at night. Right. I mean, so you know when it's pretty dark outside they're damn near as blind as right. you are kind of yep and they're still using their noses yeah absolutely. i assume they could see good at night yeah but hmm. i don't think they can it's not like they're blind but but as uh, the thermal seasons you know it's kind of right in the peak of their breeding and stuff yeah. like that so you're calling different anyways mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, i know i had fun last year yeah, yeah oh yeah it's a, it's a blast yeah and it's great you know take somebody new that hasn't been around the thermal or the the night vision hunting stuff i mean it's just a totally different deal. I mean, yeah. you, you'll see groups of six, seven coyotes. That's crazy. Pretty regular. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I mean, just, I don't know. I'm hoping to see two. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm actually looking forward this year during thermal season. Once again, I just want to be the dude that's scanning. Right. You know, just yeah. somebody I know got a scanner. It's pretty awesome. And uh, I want to use it. <laughs> and uh, I, I, honestly, I mean, I don't need a gun. I don't. I'll take a shotgun, I guess, or something like that. But I kind of just want to do that, just to see, you know, just that whole setup. Uh, but I don't know. It's. I'm looking forward to that again. Yeah. I, that was a lot of fun last year. We did it a handful of times. Um, I don't remember how many for sure, but it's a it's a lot better way to you know see the coyote see the way that they react to the call kind of just see their movements and see what what they're really liking and what they're not liking so yeah yeah it's a it's a lot of fun and uh, if you need thermals who are you going to call 
absolutely. You're going to call Casey Cornwell. <laughs> Nuggets. <laughs> Nuggets Night Vision. Nuggets yeah. Night Vision. He's got a, a wealth of knowledge. You know, he can. I think he's carrying Pulsar, uh, AMG, uh, InVision, obviously. So he can help get you squared away. Nice. Give him a shout. He's happy to talk to anybody. So Sweet. We're excited about coyote season. That's for sure. Absolutely. Which I say that, that it, like it's getting ready to start. But, you know, in my brain, that's what I think. So, um, Brandon, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having Driving me. Driving down. I appreciate that it. Was, that was nice of you. Absolutely. Thank you for sitting here for two hours and dealing with all of us bullshitting. You can you can say thanks. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Austin, thanks for coming on again. Here. Russell. Yep. Appreciate you. Anybody got anything before we are done with this? I think like Brandon said, a lot of content, maybe not a lot of quality content, but uh, I had a good time. That's us, right? That's what it's about. Hey, everybody get out there, hunt some dogs. It's it's a lot of fun. Yep. If you haven't tried it this, before this year or ever, give it a shot. You don't need all the stuff that we talked about. You don't need a tripod. You don't need Absolutely all not. that stuff. Honestly, just go buy a cheap call and have some fun. <laughs> but if you kill call. one, you'll start spending that money. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly how it works. Yeah. And if yep. you guys see us out at the tournament, stop, say hi. We love BS and obviously talking yep. about stuff. Yeah, so. we're going to try to do tournaments this year, yeah. um, obviously. And uh, don't really know which ones we're going to do, um, but we're going to be at some tournaments. So I'll be at the Harrisonville one and the Mercer one for sure. Yeah. I think you and I might try that one possibly. Mama lets me go up north. I think we're heading down the Harrisonville one as well. Mm-hmm. So. They put on a good show. It's probably the first one I think we get unless something pops up. But. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be fun. And uh, sounds like Calder's going to join the JV team. That's what he said to us. <laughs> well, so. I'm going for that spaghetti, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, fellas, appreciate you, and let's uh, let's end this one. <laughs>